Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. You know Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donder and Blitzen. But do you recall, what's that? The most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glowed like a light bulb. Merry Christmas, everybody. Feliz Navidad. A jolly Yule and a happy Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck you celebrate. I'm Jacob from the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. Whatever you celebrate in this holiday season, I hope you're eating, drinking, farting, and humping with good friends and good family. Well, I hope you're not humping family. That'd be kind of awkward and kind of weird. And I think it's pretty much illegal. But I guess unless you're from Oildale. <sighs> whatever. To each their own. But anyways, speaking of good friends and family, we sat around the dinner table this holiday season and we reviewed, we did our annual review, I should say, of 2018, and we had a special guest drop in, Miss Alex Lozano, aka Art and Jacob Do America's number one fan, and she came with presents. She came with three big boxes of cookies and treats and fudge and all sorts of stuff that's going to make my man boobs swell to epic proportions. Uh, but yeah, she sat in for two recordings. Uh, one, uh, the one you're going to hear next, it's uh, the review of 2018's music and sports. And the next week, you're going to be getting um, all the movies that came out in 2018. We're going to be reviewing those in depth. Kind of like our uh, annual uh, summer movie uh, review, but we're just going to go over all of them. So we also got a couple other treats this week where um, Mike Peacock from On the Edge with Mike Peacock peacock and misery point radio he came through with a special art and jacob do america themed night before christmas christmas story so that's going to be following this intro and then also too at the end of the episode i got a special (laughs) time life uh classic album banger by eli sirota so stick around for that after we get done babbling on about music and sports so hope you enjoy and again merry christmas you filthy animals. Twas the night before Christmas. On Misery Point. I had just poured my scotch and rolled a fat joint. My dirty socks were tossed. On the floor. Without care. As were my used for days. Stained underwear. And thanks to the wine and jello shots, no doubt, my beautiful wife was passed the fuck out. So the house to myself, with no fear of scorn, I could finally enjoy some free internet porn. So I sipped on my drink and I puffed on my smoke. And I found some good clips and proceeded to stroke. I finished the deed. Then considered a nap. But first, to the loo. For a post-spankage crap. And though I was full in both colon and bladder, I soon was aware. Something was the matter. The fluids passed quickly, the solids not so. I grunted, I strained. The bowels wouldn't let go. But I summoned my strength from deep in my gut, and I cried as that eulog was forced from my butt. 
I sat for a moment, still weak from the strain. My breathing was heavy and my ass was in pain, but determined once more, I started to wipe. The paper was clean, though the odor was ripe. So I stood and I peered to the toilet below and beheld a cursed sight. No one should know. Lodged there in the bottom, I clearly could see the mightiest poop I've ever set free. The amazement soon passed. It was time to move on. So I yelled at that turd, Fecal demon be gone! And I flushed with a fury I'd not felt before, but that shit didn't move, so I tried it once more. Then two times. Then three times. Then four times, alas. That shit wouldn't budge, just as it was in my ass. And in that brief moment, with shock in my eyes, that panic set in as the water did rise, and I stared at my hands, knowing what I must do. I started to reach in to dislodge the poo, when, without warning, the skylight above, Imploded by forces I dare not speak of. I looked to the sky, then back to the floor and noticed an object not present before. A rusty old knife that had come crashing through. With a small note attached, you know what to do. Wasting no time, I freed that knife from the floor like King Arthur did with Excalibur, before. And quick as a flash, I thrust the knife in, destroying the substance that once lurked within. The water subsided. The clog was no more. Still dazed and confused, though, I smashed through that door. And some shadowy figures, cloaked head to toe, now stood in my parlor. And elsewhere, I know. One figure approached and pulled back his hood. And a calmness washed over. Could these people be good? He said, we were summoned. Referring to all. The knife is a gift. From the podcast Cabal. I don't understand, I said. How how did you know? To which he replied, your life is our show. We're watching. We're waiting. We know what you're doing. We know when you're jerking. We know when you're pooing. And as for your wife, she's a little bit shady. That Jax Teller sex doll tells us she's no lady. And no sooner had that figure mentioned my wife that I bounded upstairs with concern for her life and I flung open the door at the end of the hall, relieved to bear witness. She slept through it all. But it was not only her that I saw in that bed. I myself lay beside her. Perhaps we were dead. I ran back downstairs with intent to converse with my shadowy guests from that dark universe. But instead of the group I expected to see, I stared in amazement. There remained only three.
and after a moment, the leader spoke out. My name is St. Jacob. You've questions, no doubt. For two and a half Mexicans make up this trio. Myself, Senor Trejo, y el Dr. Castillo. But there are some things you can't yet understand. And I felt my eyes closing as he reached out his hand. And I slipped into darkness as the voice let me know. The knowledge you seek, you will someday behold. My eyes in flung open as I woke in my bed, unable to process the thoughts in my head. Frozen in place, all my movements impaired, one voice did ring out, though I know not from where. St. Pixton spoke up, it's time now to go. Someday we'll return, but when, you'll not know. And then he addressed his brethren as such. Come now, my brothers, we've shown him too much. Come, Blizzard the Wizard, the hour is now prime. Return us at once to our own space and time. Come, Regan, come, Horsley, come, Eli, come, Blake. Come, Calburn, come, Jerry, before he doth wake. Kaminsky and Chafee. Our lords of intrigue, we've captured one more for the Podcast Builders League. And then I heard a great rumble, so loud and so violent. And then I heard nothing. All was now silent. And able to move now, I calmly arose and ran back downstairs, still wearing no clothes. And there on my desk, looking old and forlorn. An unfamiliar CD, simply labeled Reindeer Porn. A mysterious gift, though we now know from who. And my wife's still asleep. So now on to round two. Merry Merry Christmas, everybody. And happy belated Hanukkah. So, like, yeah, I was like, if this podcast goes anything past 7 p.m., it's not going to work. Yeah, so you can tell when. when How old are you? I've I've been through several wars. The war on drugs. The war on obesity. That was the one that I fought personally. <laughs> That's right. As a child. I'm still, I'm still fighting it. I'm still fighting that yeah. one. I, I am going to be soon fighting it after I finish the box that Alex yeah. is This is us. delicious. I'm this is hey, I wanted to just think give Alex. it 10 pounds. I think you guys were at seven or something last yeah, week. Yeah, last right. week seven. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, the story was my neighbor came through. She, you know, like right when I'm leaving to the gym, I'm, you've already heard it because you've mm-hmm. heard the episode, but for those like Art who doesn't who don't listen to the episodes, <laughs> we can. I only listen to the episodes that I'm like, was that good or was that just in my head? And I go back and listen to it. I was like, that was a good episode. So, Keith's episode, probably my favorite episode. Ooh, nice. Which one? The episode with Keith. Oh. Shout oh, out yeah, to yeah, Keith yeah, yeah. Silvis. 
And so she comes at me right when Check I'm leaving book. to the uh, to the gym, right? And I'm starving. I'm carb depleted. I just need some sustenance in my life. But I'm like, you know what? I got to work off these man boobs. And right when I'm about to hit the fucking car door, my little sweet ass, like 78 year old neighbor oh. comes up to me. She's like, I made you some cookies. I appreciate you always watching over my house. She and British? Well, she is in this story. <laughs> she British or just hot? <laughs> Both. And so I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm like, I've never watched over your house, but fuck it, I'll take your basket of cookies. <laughs> sure. And so I woke up the next morning, long story short, fucking four pounds overweight. Did you sit in the parking lot and just like go through the box? Yeah, and I listened to like, everybody hurts. <laughs> Two, three, four. Sometimes. That's some cry in the shower type shit. Well, yeah, right. one or hand on the, the tile. Or, just or, like, or, or cry in the parking lot with cookies type shit. That's like getting out of the bathtub naked <laughs> type music. I, why is there a mirror in this bathroom? Prince, why are you in my uh, bathtub? Don't play with me. Anyways, <laughs> this week's like episode. Yeah. Speaking of 1999, <laughs> uh, this week's episode. It's going to be a combo episode, so we're going to record two episodes uh, this week. And That's right, because we, we don't like each other, and we're going to spend the holidays apart from one another. Yeah, who yeah. seems about right. Yeah. We all pretty have pretty busy schedules <laughs> no, That's true. Up. That's fucking true, yeah. yeah. We're, we all have significant others, Alex oh, really? included, yeah. 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 Um, so we we got to make time for them. So this week, we're going to record two episodes, and we're just going to be recapping the year that was 2018. Let's do it. Dun, dun, dun. So I would like to start with music. Because I think the basis of all of our friendships here, minus Alex, I don't know, but we do argue about who's better, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Oh. You are team NSYNC, and this is why we got beef. Yeah. But it is all about Backstreet Boys. It's always about Backstreet Boys. Fuck yeah, ever since. And actually, when we were baking, I, Backstreet Boys came on, and I wanted to switch it, but Kristen's team. What song? Um, I don't even know. Because there's some bad Backstreet Boys songs. There's, no there's bullshit. All that's all blasphemy. No, there's some Ooh. shit where you get into that... Black They're, and Blue album, and no, it's like, which one was that? What's one? your favorite song on Blue? Black and Blue, The Shape of My Heart. That's a song on there. I yes. see. It's, it's, Art doesn't even know. That's some deep cuts. That's some deep cuts. That's a fan. Arts, <laughs> Arts, Arts, I am the, cause trouble now. I am the number one heterosexual but male. Yes, back I do boy agree fan. that that early shit. They're you can't fuck horrible. with it. That's some They're Jermaine appreciate. shit. It might have been the. I know the by the videos. They're all dressed in white. Mm-hmm. And oh. there's like an airplane or something. Oh, I want it that way? Okay, that one. Yeah. I want oh, yeah, the one that, that we butchered. That way. That's the thing. That's, yeah. The funny thing is, so I know the chorus, but Keith knew that shit off the top of his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would sing that daily, sir. Daily. Ooh, and he would assign Backstreet Boys like, oh, today you're going to be Kevin. Today you're going to be Brian. <laughs> today you're going to uh, be AJ. Yeah. No, he was always AJ. Oh, sorry. He would throw chingasos, if you will. If you will <laughs> Which was AJ? The tattooed <laughs> tough guy? The bad Alex boy. Alex is making a lot of cringy oh, faces right now. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. We sorry. can't all be don't, cool don't like be, Chris Kirkpatrick over there. Don't be sorry. <laughs> you have to bring the one guy that nobody really likes. Hey, Joey Fatone. No one likes him. Joey Fatone was not that dude, bad. Dude, I will say right now, I don't know about NSYNC oh. at, at that time, but Fat Joey is adorable. You know who my favorite NSYNC guy is? Who's a blonde-haired guy? Lance well, Bass? Lance no. or Justin? No, no, sorry. Backstreet Boys? The, the oh, blonde? Nick Carter? Oh. Yeah, because he's a douche. And he's like openly a douche. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, that'd be your family, favorite. I think his brother was a douche too. Yeah, his yeah. brother was a yeah. douche. Jonathan Davis from Corner the story about how he took his like sister to go see him, and he was like staring at her tits the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, 
I can appreciate that. He's kind of like an openly yeah. douche. Like he's just kind of mm. doing his own thing. I, ap- I feel like the other guys are just closet douches. Anyone with that much money, you're a closet douche. And once again, Art has proven his role as heel of the podcast. <laughs> What'd you guys do while I was gone? Just look into each other's yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. We played. Exactly. We did play freaking Careless Whisper by Wham a few times. Yeah, a few oh, times, man. more than once. <laughs> Yeah, sing it. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be listening to that episode (laughs) at some point. Naked, yes. Anyways, let's get into this. 2000 of our law. Before we get into this, it's wintertime of 2018, and as it's wintertime of 2018, this podcast is being brought to you by Deschutes Jubilee, which is their winter delicious fucking uh, uh, seasonal beer. Beautiful label. Suck that beer. Deschutes Brewing. It's a uh, 65 IBU, 6.7% alcohol by volume from beautiful beautiful Deschutes Brewery. I believe this is an Oregonian uh, brewery. Yeah, Bend, Oregon. Um, and the coffee we're drinking today, the Art Night, or Jacob and I are drinking today. This is uh, Bones Coffee. This is the white chocolate peppermint bark. Oh, it does. Most of the uh, yeah, most of the Bones coffees uh, are actually flavored some some way. So I've got an Irish cream coffee at home right now. I've got a pumpkin Irish. spice. Irish cream. Oh, his favorite accent. And I've Irish. got... Uh, but he's doing a little bit of the Italian in there, too, with the hand motions. Yeah. You got that going, yeah. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. But they've also got a great medium roast and a uh, high voltage, which is just high caffeinated. Uh, oh, I've also got a strawberry cheesecake flavored one at home. What a show off. Um, you know what? It... it uh, uh, it, it, it pays. It pays big it pays when bills. you're trying to get a fucking coffee uh, sponsorship, and so they you're just really trying all, you all sorts of stuff. Bones. So you know what I mean. I love your movie with Snoop Dogg in it. By the way, thank you, thank you for that. I, I started through all of that. What I was trying to say between all the because evidently that was when the cock like really got into the back of my throat. Yeah. Um, that cock does not have ED. What I was trying. <laughs> What I was trying to say was that it, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of perks to trying to get a coffee sponsorship and therefore trying a lot of products so that you know who you're asking and what you're trying to get out of the individuals. Because, you know, I mean, we don't make any money off of this shit. We're trying to get something that really represents us. So, Fuck yeah, know. I'm in debt because of the podcast. Right. I can really. see. Not How really. much did you guys know? <laughs> uh-huh. You need to say you guys need money. I do need money. I really yeah. do. I need to support four dogs. Um, That's a lot. That's true. Need to do a dog episode. Are oh, they yeah. all big like that? No, they have no. two of them in the room with my girlfriend right now. She's oh. keeping them. Oh, this is, have you? Have, oh, you posted a picture. Now I remember. Have, yeah. uh, for any of you, have you seen? Have you seen uh, Jacob's girlfriend? We need to put some meat on her. She needs to get fed. <laughs> <laughs> Give her some cookies. We need. We need some. Uh, we need some donations for thir- just thirty-five cents a day, and you can <laughs> help support. Perlas, getting past one hundred pounds. Check out these freaking things. Very underappreciated. Yes, Art, that works great for the uh, audio podcast is to show off. That's just incentive for them to go and log on. <laughs> and That's fair. That's a fair live. point. Okay, I can see the point. All right. Now okay, that so there we go. interrupted the Jacob. Shoots, <laughs> Jubileo, and Bones. This is how Bones. it usually goes, though. Jacob yeah. will try to bring it into focus, and you just guys keep talking over yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, I have a friend in Tehachapi. <laughs> oh, Rainbow's my God. Squash, baby. Anyways. <laughs> 2018, the year of our Lord. The Most music. Of the way, Year of Our Lord 2018. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I'm fucking Protestant <laughs> like a motherfucker. Anyways. Pretty waspy. Music. This year in music, maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe I am a little bit of a Clint Eastwood. But I wasn't digging this year in music. I tried to put together a list, and that's why I told you guys don't worry about ranking anything. <laughs> because I couldn't do it. I didn't rank it. anything. I was just like, God damn. I think um, I only have five favorite albums that came out. And I'm looking at these albums. I'm like, I kind of like them i don't love them i kind of like them i don't love them so what were your guys' thoughts and alex i'll include this 
I'll clue you in on this as well. What was your thoughts on the music of 2018? I nothing caught my interest. Yeah. But I have but I don't I don't go out and buy music either. So, it's whatever's playing and if I'd like it, I leave it on. If not, then mm-hmm. change it. But nothing caught my interest. Yeah. What about you, Art? You're you're um, I think you're more in tune. Well, I, I think last industry. year la- we did something very similar to this last year. It was basically a countdown thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think last year I was like very I was like, man, I had like we did like a top 15 or something like that and mm-hmm. i think like eight of my top 15 were like hip-hop albums mm-hmm. and in that regard i do agree i think that i was coming up with albums and maybe i missed a couple because i didn't really sit down to think about this very much but i did write down a couple of albums and i think i only had like three hip-hop albums that i really really mm-hmm. liked this year one of which i do think is like the best thing i've heard since like good kid mad city mm-hmm. but besides that i would say like been a very blah year right in in the hip-hop world yes i mm-hmm. do think that in the metal world uh i think there was a, some really good stuff that came out in the metal world mm-hmm. but that's just my what about sense. you eric what, what would you say? uh you know what I, to be honest this year i've been listening to a lot of podcasts so there hasn't been much time for music but i am going to toss out there three names right now i'm gonna I'm toss out there the album desolation by the band chemist which is uh this great little doom metal band out of uh colorado uh catharsis by Machine Head, and I, I just love Machine Head, and so, you know, this shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I thought that was also a, uh, a great fucking album. Um, you know, I'm not just hard on for Machine Head. Like, if they have a shitty album, I'm going to say they have a shitty album, but mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good one. Not their best, but it was good. And then uh, I Loved You at Your Darkest by Behemoth. I felt like that one had a lot of buildup, um, and then it came out in October, and mm-hmm. I felt like it was one of those albums that had a lot of buildup, if you're really paying attention to it that also actually delivered you know what i mean like there's a lot of albums that you know a lot of musicians come out and say you know we got this, this is the best album this is the biggest we've done this that and the other woo, 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 woo. and then it just kind of flops you know what i mean uh this one i felt like actually actually did uh behemoth though is a band too like i feel like they always like put like like concentration into the music they actually like think about it like they put care into it you know as opposed to just i guess we're gonna show up and write some song yeah, yeah, yeah. like they you know but Mahimoth's not like that. No, and I, I follow um, Nurgle's Instagram, the lead mm. singer, and uh, dude's hilarious. And it's, <laughs> it's, not what you, it's not what you expect because, like, you know, the, there's a bunch of face paint. There's a bunch of, you know, the corpse makeup mm-hmm. and, you know, very brutal, you know, um, anti-Christian, anti-religion lyrics in general. And uh, But the dude, like, most of his Snapchats are, like, him by a pool during tours reading books. And he has a hot him, model Him wife. fucking doing yoga. Dude's flexible as fuck. Like, him doing yoga all, all over the place. And <laughs> fucking... Uh, it's just like all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't like. There's a there's a picture of him in his face paint, like with two puppies, you know, and it's adorable. You know what I mean? And so it just it, it's it's an awesome Instagram to follow. So you Satan know, it, it just, Satanism's yeah. never been right. more Wait, so cute. Instagram or Snapchat? Both. Instagram. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So going back, I'll say this: my five albums that like I actually kind of liked or whatever. Uh, first, what I would put Eminem Kamikaze. I think this is Eminem coming back to form because for a while he was always putting out those like. I thought about that album, and then I was like, I don't think I listened to that album after like the week it came out. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with me. I was like, oh yeah, Eminem's back, and then like that was it. But it was Eminem back to form. He wasn't doing like those songs with Rihanna and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift and shit. Like it was him just like going after you know people or whatever. And he was hot for like a week. Um, then I would say J Cole KOD. I love that album. That was a good album. Yeah, it was good. And um, I feel like that's where I feel like hip-hop should be if more artists were like that. Maybe they are. I'm just not seeing it. But, you know, J. Cole. If you, that, if, that, if you like real hip-hop. That's the ones I wrote down. Yeah, if you, like, if you like real hip-hop, I think J. Cole, like, that's, like, one of your martyrs right there. 
Ooh, all right. Let's hear the debate now. What is real hip hop? Everyone got their fucking panties twisted up with bad brains, fucking making up, creating punk. <laughs> let's 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 hear this shit now. Remember, uh, I think I think there needs to be moratorium. Uh, so for the next three weeks, uh, all your hate mail can go to art. <laughs> and then an Ice Cube. He recently put out an album called Everything's Corrupt. Now Ice Cube. I feel like we were talking before the podcast, like how, you know, he'll put out like a string of like eh, albums or whatever, but then he'll always hit you like this underrated gem. And me and Art were talking about how uh, War and Peace Volume 1, that is a really good album from front to back. Um, this new one, Everything's Corrupt, it's very like inspired. It takes Ice Cube back to, you know, his political origins, like with America's Most Wanted and Death Certificate or whatnot. And he's talking about, you know, the current political climate or whatever. And, you know, he's given his perspective on it. And it's a very in- intelligent perspective as well. I mean, then, he, you know, of course, he has like the booty shaking music or whatever, because, you know, we, we all have a little bit of touch of ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. So we need, you know, break up those you know, like serious moments with, you know, some party music. But he, he does it just like how only Ice Cube can. So, I mean, that would probably be my fourth favorite album. Um, or third or whatever and then i would say the black panther soundtrack that was actually i think a better album than damn by kendrick lamar because black panther soundtrack is basically an extension of that album with you know some other you know artists on it and then i would say one of art's favorite bands that i don't really dig but their latest album year of the snitch uh, by death grips yeah i actually really dug that album because uh, I believe Nine Inch Nails put out an album earlier this year, and I just was not feeling it at all. Like, it was a chore to listen to. And then maybe, like, a month or so later, Death Grips put this album out. And I was like, wow, this is how I wanted Nine Inch Nails to sound, you know? And I'm working out working out to it at the gym or whatever. I'm listening to it at work, you know? I'm enjoying it while I'm picking up the dog poop outside. Like, I feel like, okay, yeah, this is what I want Nine Inch Nails to be. Year of the Snitch is one that, like, really grew on me. I wrote that one down, too. That's probably my most listened to album of the year mm-hmm. is- and I own it on vinyl and tape because I had to have it in every format now. <laughs> it was It's an incredible album. I, yeah. I really love Year of the Snitch. I'll, I'll read the ones I, of the ones albums that I thought were really great. Uh, J. Cole I thought was a really great hip-hop album. Uh, but I think the best hip-hop album I've heard since Good Kid, Matt City is the Earl Sweatshirt album, some rap songs. That album reminds me of like Mad Bell and like MF Doom type of things, but with like a deeper background because MF Doom is very like cartoonish mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, this is like some of the deepest shit I've, I've heard in a long time. Some of like the best like lyricism I've heard in rap music since forever. And might even be deeper than like Good Kid Mad City because Good Kid Mad City is just a really, really well told story and well produced album. This one's a little bit deeper than that. Um, and it's really rare in hip hop to go that deep into like things like depression and and family issues and things like that i was Mm -hmm. like blown away by earl sweatshirt's work um a couple but like i said not that many hip-hop albums but a bunch of metal albums uh gouge away which is like a hardcore punk band they're amazing the soft moon is the band i got to miss because they opened up for nine inch nails but not on the night i went to go see them they're like an industrial like hardcore act more industrial than anything else bowels bowels is like a goth rock band i really love their album uh their their album is probably like top three of like another album like death grips i listened to a lot this year um earth theater it's like a experimental artsy album um ken mode loved that's probably uh ken mode is probably like the same way i thought about code orange kids a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. this is like that band that like you gotta listen to this is metal right now like this is the metal album of the year and so 
uh that's it and then death heaven death heaven was like the other album i listened to a lot the uh just a beautiful album i just love all their work though death heaven just like brings it every freaking album yeah i fucking love death heaven they're 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 ambient but they're still heavy as fuck when they need to be and yeah it's it's fantastic it's funny because like for a while i was going down this path of like between the barrier and me like that was my idea of like where prog rock was going but then i heard this and it's just like this is this is where prog rock should be going because Death Heaven, one, they're younger. Two, like, they're going away from that whole, like... That is ageist, sir. Well, the thing is, I'm glad that they're younger because... <laughs> that is even more ageist, well, sir. Well, the reason the reason why I'm glad that they're younger is because for a while, uh, progressive music was starting to go down this, like, very competitive, like, who can who can play faster? Who can put more, like, let's put a jazz Pissing section in contest, here. Pissing contest, basically. Let's put a country music section in here. And Between the or between the Barry Me was, like, the kings of that. Like, they were adding so many flavors to their shit. It was, like, it was, like, a whirlwind of music, which I guess is fun sometimes. But then these guys went proggy and then, like, got away from all that and then just cut all the bullshit out and, like, just gave you, like, a beautiful album without having to add, like, a jazz section, a trumpet section, and all that randomness. But I love that album. I'm really high on that album. But yeah, I didn't really rank them. But I recommend all those albums. They're all great. So before I did this um, list too, like I was looking on the internet, like you know, trying to research like what was good this year, and like I couldn't piece together like ninety percent of these lists. Like I would go like to Enemies, you know, 2018's best albums of the year, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then like I would look at like the reviews or whatever, and it would be a bunch of three star reviews. And then I would look like at the poppiest of like you know. Um, reviews like where it's like ariana grande and all this stuff and i'm like man like i like to me music isn't just it's it's just not what it was like back in like the late 80s early 90s like even like the like the early 2000s late 90s like where everything was like super poppy like we started the the show talking about like you know backstreet boys and nsync Mm -hmm. like that was considered like the cancers of like the music industry at the time Mm -hmm. but you can turn on the tv right now and still jam out to bye 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 you can still turn on the tv right now or go walk into the gym or walk into target now because they play music now over the heads head uh, speakers and you know you can hear like genie in the bottle and you're like all right this is cool you know what i'm saying like as you come out of your car listen to death haven or death grips or something like brutal like that like you you know like it's still like a good song pop music it's to me it's always harder to write a catchier song than it is to write like some complex you know piece of guitar work or whatever and i feel like even pop music is just kind of like and I'm going to counter that point with the fact that you're becoming a crotchety old man. And the fact that in, 10, 15, in 15, 20 years right now, you know, teenagers today are going to be saying the same shit about music at that I, time. I agree. That's this the time, nostalgia you know I mean? argument that fucking, we had a couple uh, of podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah, fucking our, our parents can't stand uh, Christina Aguilera or uh, Backstreet Boys. or Not our parents specifically, but, you know, that generation. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say that it's fucking... I can say my dad hates Christina Aguilera. Well, see, there you go. And that's, exa- that, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's just it's what we grew up with. It is the nostalgia. It is, it is what shaped... It is what shaped us, and therefore it's it's it fits a certain mold in our minds because it created that mold. And I think that that's gonna the music today is is gonna hold up for this generation Maybe. the same way that that music held up for our generation. Maybe though, because like I'm like I'm not even like even the like the digital like you can compare like the digital downloads to like the music sales from back in the day. It's not even comparable because and so I even went on you know but to make now that we have early. streaming now you know, we have streaming so that doesn't count towards no, that's downloads. What I did I did I mm. looked up the streaming and when you compare like the streams compared to the actual like you know purchases like back in the day like the mm. sound scan you know purchases like it's still not adding up you know I might not have enjoyed you know early Celine Dion or whatever but she was outselling some of the top three most streamed artists. 
on the yeah, internet. Yeah, you know how many artists are available today? This is exactly the reason why there will never be another Beatles or Michael Jackson or Jimi Hendrix is because there are so many options. Mm-hmm. Anyone can... Fuck, we have a podcast. Look at what we're fucking doing right now. This was impossible 10 years ago. You know what I mean? So you there's just... a lot of options, but there's not a lot of substance. No, 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 no definitely not. But it's, it's becoming... It's like attention is becoming spread out. So even the great greats are going to be kind of... Buried deep, not buried think, deep, but they're, they're not the going to rise to the top. Always as, rise to the top, right? But there's I, I also going to be someone kind of good that's going to come up next. And, I think there's bands like Corn or something like that, uh, pop, bands that were popular when we were younger that were very accessible through the radio. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there's still good stuff on the radio. I don't listen to the radio. I don't go through the radio to listen to music. I don't mm-hmm. go through whatever. Like I still enjoy digging through music. I still enjoy going like that's a cool album cover and like he goes to like, the radio for Rush Limbaugh. And just go, and just doing that whole thing, like I still enjoy that. I, I've I've enjoyed that since forever, and it's just I don't really like. I I I, I thought there was shitty things back then, like the. I agree. Like you're not gonna convince me that Chumbawamba was is like still enjoyable. Oh, dude, me and my buddies, <laughs> me me and my buddies. Every time we get together, in fact, we're gonna get together this Saturday for our crew Christmas. Uh, one of the things we always do is we have the the. Uh, Tub thumping radio on the Pandora set list. Oh Jesus! And we always play it, and it always fucking kills it every time because it's it's the music of our uh, uh, when we were like you know early teens, you know, stuff like that we grew up with. But God help you if Chumbawamba actually plays on the Tub Thumper radio, everyone starts screaming like, "What the fuck is this shit? Turn it off! Get it out!" You know things just, things have literally been thrown. We were drunk, but still things have literally been thrown <laughs> when ch- any Chumbawamba song starts playing on Tub Thumper radio, and we have actually conditioned my buddy Steve's Pandora. Uh, to learn that it will never play Chub- uh, Chumbawamba on the Tub Thumping Station. Everything else is fucking is fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. though. But I feel like though, um, it, it is the internet age, and I feel like, in a way, he like has when that you were circled young, many times on his notes. I do. Internet age, many times, and I feel like if we were younger and we we're talking about this, like, oh, you can go on your phone, your little fucking phone, your little Nokia, and you can download any song you want, like. We look back at it like if you were that person you are now, you'd be like, oh, my God, that is the greatest thing ever. And then in hindsight, it's not because I feel like the the Internet makes music kind of like the high school lunchroom where like you see, you know, certain clicks hanging out here, hanging out there. Like for somebody like me in our age group, in our 30s, we're looking at like, oh, okay, like the you know, what's popular now just sucks. But you do have pockets, like you said, like heavy metal. Like there is a lot of gems. Like if you really, you know, bury yourself in the genre of like heavy metal or death metal, or whatever, you'll find a lot of good gems. There's still a lot of really yeah. good underground hip hop records. But everything just has this little tiny corner in the internet, and they're all so separated. It's like yeah. literally the universe, you know. And it's created. Yeah, we don't we don't have a TLC that is like merging everything together. We're not seeing Corn and Britney Spears music videos played side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's. And I, 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 at the time, it was like, okay, I don't, I didn't want to see those next to each other. You know, I, there was the music that I liked, and I didn't really want to see it tainted by the forces of evil in Britney Spears. But um, <laughs> at the same time, it did kind of force everyone to, not just TLC, but like the different formats where it was like the top 10, top, the Billboard Top 100, and that was you know, really being paid attention to like very closely. Mm-hmm. Now you've got like the heat seekers list and now the, the metal list and you've got all of the different types of billboard one, uh, 100, 200, whatever the fuck it is. Um, you were forced to, you were exposed to different types of music outside of the genres you were comfortable mm-hmm. with, because if you wanted to get the popular stuff, uh, you kind of had to get it as a package deal. Mm-hmm. Fucking that, uh, the now that's what I call music fucking compilations. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where we are right now. See, 
the thing, I, but but I, the I, thing for me is just like I, I get what you're saying, but there was a time and a place where like there was no internet, and you had the only way you could do find out about a like a Metallica. It's like you have to go to that nightclub. You have to go out and find it and get it yourself. Like you're either interested in music or you're not, and it's just like, I, I mean. You're gonna find it if it's good and you want it. If you're into that kind of stuff, you'll go find it. Like, well, part part of it too is that like local radio stations used to play local bands, and mm-hmm. you know, I I am just barely I'm sure like college I'm stations just, still are out there. Uh, well, somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, exactly out there somewhere. Yeah, from what I from I never I, I'm we just never grew, at, well, just we grew a, up in Bakersfield. And Bakersfield I am just, just had crab. I'm just <laughs> at the tail end of, but even crab <laughs> like late night would play. Uh, I don't know when crab became like an alt rock station, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I'm just at the tail end of that the age group where I can't remember it, but you know the, I hear the, the 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 hushed whispers and the stories and the, did it really happen about fucking being able to drive from state to state and the songs and the musicians you hear are going to change because different different uh, DJs are playing mm-hmm. local artists local like you can you can it was accessible to hear the different types of music you know mm-hmm. it was something where you you could just just with a little bit of travel, you know, not even just state to state, but just from town to town and hear what's going on in the region, you know, especially somewhere here like California, but fucking even desert then, rock versus, like, you know. I think um, Earth Eater was on my list and Earth Eater's not, there's no radio station, there's no market big enough for something like that. Like there's no market big enough for like a band like Apex Twin or oh, something no. like that, which I love, I love Apex Twin, but I know Apex Twin, there's, which radio station are you going to put? You're not going to put it on crap. You're not going to put it on... No, and it would be a son of a bitch to find it back then. But today, it, it, it's... And it, you just have to have a love for that. Like, yeah, if you yeah. just love that, like, weird-ass experimental music, you're going to find Earth Eater. Like, you're going to go get it. You get. You just have to be into it. It's. I, but I don't expect that to be on, like, the, you know, billboards or... Who is it? Like, Spin Mag... Spin Magazine still around? I don't know. I, I feel know. like such an old person around. Remember yeah. Spin Magazine? No, but I get, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, my uh, uh, my godson, his first uh, experience with Green Day was on the Classic Rock Channel. Was on the Fox. Oh, that man. was his first exposure to Green Day, and he that was it. Fucking, uh, no, it broke my heart when I heard like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I was like, yeah. whoa. Um, but I, I mean, because you know, back in the early nineties you know, and before where everything was just kind of through radio and like actually seeking out, like, mm-hmm. like I said, you did see things get kind of lumped together. And so a lot of purchases, a lot of, you know, um, listens, a lot of requests were kind of funneled into this group of things that people were being exposed to on a regular basis. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays a casual music fan can, you know, go on to Spotify and find all sorts of shit. You know, back in the day, you had to, like you're saying, you had to be dedicated to it. And that's much easier today. And that's yeah. fantastic. But, but I do when think you're that looking the at- argument of there's no good music out now, I've, which I've heard people say that, you just kind of have to be honest. Like you really haven't been looking for music. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that, no, well, it goes with my, 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 my analogy though. Like it's there. It's just, you got to find it because it's in a certain corner. Yeah. Just Everything's like I'm, segregated. I'm now, sure right? like there were people that were older, like when Metallica was playing clubs or whatever, they were like, there's no good music. I mean, but the reality is like, you're not going out to the club. You're not going out mm-hmm. to see these dudes like sweat on you and like whatever. Um, that, that's that's the music is going to evolve and ways of finding music are always going to be difficult ways of finding good music is going to be difficult but it's always going to be out there like people are always going to be pouring their heart and soul into creating some and that's why i say jacob is a crotchety old man and that everyone's going to be <laughs> someone who's 15 right now is going to be making the same argument i've been 40 the 16 last 16 years, years or whatever no 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 you have not i know a guy that's been 40 since we were 16 no no oh, no you man. are not but <laughs> yeah so just to keep it with the theme or whatever so uh, when i you know compiled you know the top you know streamed artists uh this year it was number one was cardi b 
She's been fucking <laughs> Alex, everywhere. Why are you shaking your head? She has that one song wait, that's wait, wait, really wait. catchy. I uh, like it like that. Is that no. one? Alex, why are you shaking your head? Her voice is just annoying to me. Oh, yeah. I can't. Look I don't her, dance. I, I make money move. That yeah. song. Yeah, she has that one, but then the, I like it like that came out this year. Song. So, see, because you're not looking for it, Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's hard to find Cardi B. No, she's <laughs> fucking everywhere. Like, like literally, like shit. You're not even trying to I'm look. I'm sure like, that's on a Burger King commercial. I don't I like her, and I know more about. You her don't than even I like should. that. I make money moves, no. dude. You're lying. You don't get feel empowered. Go you get don't some, feel empowered go get by some her. Tequila no. in you and put that song on. <laughs> I remember when I was a younger buck and I would go out to parties. <laughs> a younger buck. When I knew people were drunk, I would put on the like a G6, like a G6. Oh, I would yeah, put that yeah. on because I knew it would get people to dance. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm sure that Cardi B song today, there's a there's a whatever like 23, 24 year old art out there that's like I'm gonna put that Cardi B song on right now. <laughs> that is another thing. Like a lot of these a lot of these songs are fucking meant to be played. In a club setting, yeah. in a fucking and, and that's your thing. like if if you just chill, if you just chilling like in the car on the way to the grocery store, it doesn't have quite the same impact, you know what I mean? As I don't you know, know. have you ever fucking, been in a car with a bunch of if there's, girls? If there's a 19 year old <laughs> Jacob out there, like 15 year old Jacob, and right now he's like, ah, oh, Cardi B, that's such a dumb thing. But then like one day he's like early 30s, and that I don't dance, I make money moves. It'd be like, oh yeah, this song's. This song's catchy as hell. That's right. I remember this. This, There is that nostalgia factor to these things. Because I remember, what's that song, the party in the USA? Like Miley Cyrus. To this day, fuck that song to this day. (laughs) Dude, that song is catchy as hell, man. (laughs) No, 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 no. It was on at the gym today. And literally, like, everybody was like, man, turn this shit off right now. That song is catchy. It's annoying, but it is very catchy. Fuck all y'all right now. Out of my house. (laughs) That song is catchy. I'd rather listen to that than Cardi B. That's some top 10. What else you got on the number two? uh, The number two. uh, Reminds Jacob back in the day when his body produced testosterone on a regular basis. (laughs) Now he's got to work on it a little bit more. But, you know, it's how it is. You know, go ahead. Anyway, continue. Number two. Speaking of low testosterone, (laughs) number two most streamed artist. Drake, Drake, ah. <laughs> man. Um, you know, I I had a weird some all right song. Uh, Scorp- it was Scorpion, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scorpion. I had a weird oh. relationship because I listened to Scorpion and Is then You're the, the Snitch back to back, and like it's a really weird juxtaposition between those two. And, like they both made each other. God, I love You're the Snitch. They both made each other sound so much. Better, I guess, just by how different they were. There's a song on there called um, "I'm Offended." I'm offended, and the funny thing about it is, like, he's trying to sound tough, but instead he sounds like a total bitch by getting offended by everything. Yeah. Oh jeez. I I just never been able to get into Drake. I tried. I literally have tried, but it's just. I will say this: he has some decent songs, and I will say that the and nothing was the same album. It's a pretty good album. Okay. So I'll vouch for that. I actually kind of enjoy that album. So that's the one with he's like a. He's like has a Windows ninety five background and it's like half of his face staring off into the distance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah That's yeah, a yeah. pretty decent album. Okay, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I just never could like like I was saying. I just can't get into it. Like I want to because I I hear the hype and I'm just like, okay, what am I missing? Am, am I Clint Eastwood now? And I fucking just like get off my lawn. Like am I that guy now? Or it's just like I just don't. I'll dig say it. this: go back and listen to a Puff Daddy album right now. Mm-hmm. None of that shit. Is deep. None of that shit is staying up to like an Ice Cube album and it's prime. We were talking about uh, uh, War, War and Peace. Peace album. We were talking about those kind of like albums that are really good. It's it's not Doggy Style. It's not it's not the Chronic. It's not that at all. But you put that on, it's like man, this is some like party music. This is like a Mace album or whatever. Like 
there's like a cool vibe about it where it's like you don't have to worry about it this is just like going out with your friends and like having a good time music that's kind of where drake is it's not if you're trying to take drake seriously anything more than that then you know it's in- it's it's almost like there's there's a backward push push you know what i mean like the early 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 fucking hip-hop like the lyrics didn't really matter you know what i mean it wasn't until really like rappers Free delight, association it was it wasn't until like rappers delight really came out and, and we saw like uh hip-hop battles that there was actual substance that had to be behind the lyrics before that it was just about how house music and get everyone in a good mood get everyone moving you know get a little bit of liquor flowing you know someone's gonna get laid someone's getting std someone might get <laughs> shot in the back where the fuck did that deer come from you know that's what the music was all about you know what i mean it's just about having a good time you know what i mean uh, and IGP, I guess. that's right. And, it's fucking, <laughs> and I'll say he's not but, the worst guy out there. No, 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 no. I got to yeah. see Future perform live this year. Oh, Jesus. And, um, by the way, Future's visuals of his live show, amazing. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And my Ben, he will vouch for this. It is some of the most intense visuals I've ever seen. It is like doing acid. I was going to say, were you on mushrooms? <sighs> were you watching the show? Huh? Were you just playing with a laser pointer in the, the backyard? The funny thing is, I was trying to get hyped up for it because Deftones was about to come on right after them. But, oof. So you were weird, on Weird, weird. Yeah, uh, exactly. no. I, somebody did pass me a, a marijuana cigarette while... Oh, the devil's cabbage. Prescribed? <laughs> somebody prescribed it for my... Uh-huh. For my uh, he, he, Art does wear glasses. Glaucoma. His glaucoma. My, my, my glaucoma, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. In the right eye. That's right. <laughs> Give me right. some a little bit for my cataract. <laughs> what else we got on this list, Jacob? All right, so then the next artist I have is Ariana Grande. <sighs> I don't know. The funny thing <laughs> is, I don't know anything about her. I've seen pictures of her, and I know that she is an attractive woman. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, I don't really know anything about her. You know what? I can't. If you were to sit me down right now and ask me, like, what are her songs, I'd be like, I really can't name them. But I do know she has. An, Fuck me if I'm wrong, but she has a very amazing voice. She like, all right, really give me the voice. condom. I gotta fuck him now. He's wrong. Yeah, yeah. but oh, it's no. like fun no. songs. Yeah. They're not. There's no substance. Again, it's it's about getting movement. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just very poppy, very fun. She kind of reminds me of like Catchy. Mariah Carey. Like you know how yeah. like she just has like that pat- like her voice is an instrument kind of yeah. thing, or it's just like whoa. Like, I will say this: it is a shame that more people are listening to that than like a Death Heaven album where this is like man that Death Heaven album is so beautiful I think though we're in a time period though now where it's just like we like are like it's so inundated with like bad news that like sometimes you just need like a distraction and I think that's why like these artists are like so huge like cause you go back like 10 years 20 years or whatever you know what the number one song shit. was um during the Vietnam War huh that Sugar, sugar. Yeah, people need that shit to get away from. You you don't need Jim Morrison telling you about like dying and and all that. That was not get on the blue bus. But that is the same argument. That was like the number one song in America. Oh, sugar, sugar. And I'm sure there was like a guy out there like Art saying, "What about Jim Morrison? He's amazing. Mm. He's a poet. We all need to be listening to him." Yeah, probably. So, speaking of poets, uh, the next artist I have is Post Malone. I had a cousin of mine at, at my at another cousin's wedding tell me that I would look like Post Malone if I had a goatee, and I took offense. I took fucking offense to that shit. <laughs> have you guys heard of the Post Malone Pop-Tart song? So God they, damn They take the word you, Pop-Tart, God damn you. and they replace every single song, every single lyric with the word Pop-Tart. It's, it's beautiful. Go on YouTube right now, oh, type Jesus in Post Christ. Malone Pop-Tart. Check out the Instagram that will be on there Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Tuesday, What, what else we got on there? Well, I'll say this about Post Malone real quick. I mean, I don't dig his music per se, but I kind of respect his I kind of respect his hustle because he is 
and I'm, I'm leading into this with the next artist I'm going to come up with. It's one of those things where it is progressing the genre. Now, it might not be, you know, the next best artistic thing, but I think it bridges the gap to the next best thing because you're having artists from these weird backgrounds, right? Okay, you see him and he looks like every other like white rapper with a tattooed face and a weird look to him or whatever, but he comes from a country background. He grew up, you know, playing Metallica songs and somehow he was just like, hey, I'm going to get into hip hop and he becomes like one of the biggest artist of all time uh, artist of this this year or whatever you know singing he doesn't really rap he just yeah. sings you yeah, know yeah. what i'm saying and people are just hypnotized by it so even though i don't like it i can respect it you know it's not um master Pete, you know or whatever where it's just like just mindless nonsense or whatever and i'm just rapping about you know just how much the gold toilet i bought yesterday or whatever like he's actually talking about you know stuff that like affected him hurt him you know it's adding that substance you know kind of like drake it is girlier than drake though I will say that. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is pretty girly stuff. So. But I think the reason why he's catching on so much is like the Eminem effect, where it's just like you had artists way before Eminem talking about the same shit that wasn't blowing up, but the fact that, hey, white America can relate to him more, that's why it's getting across. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's like we were talk- talked about with... Um when we were talking about Hip-Hop and Kanye mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, you were saying that it didn't seem like something relatable, like, you know, early uh, early hip-hop where, you know, it was about guys growing up the streets in the hood and whatnot. And, well, it's because Kanye is telling the story from someone else's vantage point, you know, mm-hmm. from another. And so I think that that's, that's it is that the same thing, you know. What, what, and this is what we're seeing a lot of with the influx of, of different musicians mm-hmm. is that we are seeing somewhere, somewhere everyone's story is being told it's a matter of how many people are paying attention and how many people can relate. Mm-hmm. And what so, vessel they're yeah. using. Because like I said, hip-hop is the dominant genre right now. To reference, you know, the cultural appropriation episode, right? That is the cult. This dude, basically, a dude from the trailer parks <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. But he's using hip-hop to get his message across. And I think, I was like, I don't dig it, but I can respect it. Because, I, I, you know, that that's the smart move right there. Which, going into the next thing I want to talk about, I guess, I guess the emergence of what the what the internet calls emo rap and i guess you know the earlier this year we had that rapper xxxtaxtaxtaxion or whatever died or whatever and i guess like that is like the new thing so yeah. about 2003 2004 like emo rock was like the hugest thing like i didn't dig it i yep. was always about pantera slayer and shit like that like i was like stop being a pussy stop well, being all emotional i, I think that this is kind of like similar to, to that it's just kind of like well white people are listening to a lot of rap now and i agree with eric like that's gonna sell a lot more because it's like you can't really like uh appeal to white people talking about the hood all the time no but this like emotional thing this is definitely appealing towards white people Mm post malone is definitely appealing towards white people post malone is big on going to like emo nights and things like that like um yeah i mean all those like emo rappers like that guy that just died i forgot his name he's like pink hair also all tatted up that 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 name's a lot. Oh of man, it's, right like, now. It's, it's funny. Cause I think it's like Little Peep. Little Peep, that's his name. Okay. Yeah, Little Peep uh, died, and um, he was he was part of that whole like emo rapper mm-hmm. type of thing. And um, yeah, they suck. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it sucks, but you old and crotchety, old and crotchety. I think it sucks just because it, <laughs> it's. Well, I didn't like emo music when I was younger too, and Me I was either, like yeah. in that in that vein because I was just like, this is. This is. I felt like it was very attention seeking. I feel like this is also just as attention seeking. Yeah, in my opinion, I agree too with that. But at the same time, to play devil's advocate to your argument, like I see, like when I, like, because I was trying to understand why that triple X is tossed. I don't know how to say the motherfucker's name because I'm fucking Clint Eastwood. 
But anyways, you know who I'm talking about, right? I was trying to figure out, like, why is he being, like, mourned like his name was Tupac or whatever, right? Because that, that's a rapper right there. Like, when you really look at his, like, catalog, like, he had some, like, really deep emotional cuts. Like, Brenda's got a baby. still somewhere has a fucking copy of the Fresno B that came out that has Tupac oh, yeah. was shot on, on the, the headline. Yeah. Still buried somewhere in his house. So I was wondering, I was like, why, you know, why, like, I'm listening to some of the songs. I'm like, why was he so uh, mourned? Like, these songs aren't really that good. But he's talking about like you know like that mental stress like we live in an environment now where it's like kids are more suicidal today than ever you know like there's a lot going on here's another thing about that i do think that we are living in an era where it's kind of cool to be depressed right now yes i will say that that is that is something that's new that's something like that's my old man thing where it's like what are you guys talking about like younger people like almost brag about being sad now mm-hmm. and like how sad they are like oh i'm a sad boy i'm a sad girl like emo whatever like mm-hmm. that's that's a really popular thing right now also xx testosterone is a douchebag he used to beat his pregnant well, that's right so i, uh, I do that, not yeah. mourn his death i actually have a shirt that mocks him so i should have wore that today oh tell us all about that shirt sir. i made a shirt at the mall that says rest in peace drake <laughs> by the way there's rumors that drake might have had him killed Drake has a song on his new album, Scorpion, where he says, uh, oh, it's on the song, I'm Offended, where he said, like, but I got you in the head, didn't I? Excess testosterone. Don't worry, man. I'm drinking some coffee proof. for you. <laughs> I hate that guy. That guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but people dig him for whatever I reason. I did not know he had beat his girlfriend, wife. Pregnant wife. Pregnant. You know what? I'm glad you brought that the up. The pregnant part is, is, a, is a big, yeah. yeah. Like, but, it's already too much, and you add pregnant to it. Yeah. You deserve to die. His, his fans were so Thanks, adamant Drake. about him that they were defending that. Like, and this was, like, in the midst of, like, the Me Too movement, too. And I was like, yeah. one of our, I won't say her name, but one of our friends online, she was, like, going to bat. Who? <laughs> he, he's, he, uh, Jacob right now is covering his mouth, telling Art, because uh, he doesn't want uh, the Facebook Live group to see. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, Alex, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm so she was oh, good. hating on this guy who's yep, dead. Exactly, I don't care. you probably should. Yeah, <laughs> but they were defending him, like and like I said, this was like in the midst of like this year, like the whole Me Too movement or whatever. Like they were going to bat, like women defending the shit out of him know. just because, like he was like, I'm depressed, I fucking don't in my life. But yeah, it was like they were saying, well, you don't know their situation, like you don't know why he had to beat her, and I was like, Mm-mm. no, no, yeah. there's no you, situation. No, yeah. there's no situation in that. Yeah, it's a pregnant woman. Yeah. yeah. The only the only time that that anything like that is acceptable if it's an I love Lucy situation, where he was trying to throw a book to him down the hall, book to his pregnant girl uh, wife down the hallway, and missed and caught her in the eye, and it was completely an accident. That's the only time because I it is classic like sitcom hilarious. That. Oh yeah, the whole the whole episode the way, was based around how Ricky was getting judged because everyone thought that he had slugged Lucy uh-huh. while. Uh, By the way, this just is not a, a one time thing that he hit his pregnant girlfriend once on like a on a drunken night this is like multiple reports of him beating her it was like an on and off relationship so i don't understand how people defend him at all maybe she just sits really far away from the bookcase and asks maybe him a lot to toss some books that's right get rid of the, book. the end of that episode by the way was when fred and ethel come upstairs let's try and, some more uh, delicious uh snacks here what and, is this and, oh that's the peanut butter bomb that's the peanut butter bomb the end of that episode was when Fred Let's and Neffa come upstairs. Let's this episode up with the peanut butter bomb. <laughs> there, there's actually... Eat right into the microphone. There's actually a <laughs> oh, genre of podcasting of like where it's just people eating stuff into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? I don't uh, remember. Our, it's, it, 
There's BTSM or, key or something. Yeah. yeah. BTSM or something like that. That was Art. really big yeah. in 2018 right now. BDSM? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so I just, speaking of Death Grips and music. Uh, we weren't and, speaking about that right now and, at all. Me and, uh, me and Ben were at Amoeba, and I bought the, um, the uh, God damn it, the uh, No Love Deep Web album on vinyl. And if you don't know what the album cover is, go ahead and Google it right now. <laughs> you um, fucking asshole. <laughs> so go ahead and Google that album cover right now. But the album comes super wrapped up in like super thick black um, like <laughs> taping. It actually took me like a goddamn knife to like rip through it without ripping the cold added knife. Yeah. This is a I knife. was like ripping through it. That was my apple eating knife, and I carry a giant knife <laughs> to eat my apples. <laughs> and it was you just slaughter like, a goat with that knife. Sir. I remember one time Jacob showed up and I was eating my apples and he thought I was gonna mug him or something. I was like, what the hell? This is how I eat apples. I'm already circumcised. <laughs> it would have been the first time you mugged him. Did you guys watch um It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, yeah. the toe knife. The toe knife. That's what I thought of. <laughs> I did too. Oh, I did oh. too. Speaking of knives, <laughs> I got to shout out our homeboy, Mike Peacock. Uh, <laughs> by the way, he... he what, did, what did Mike, Mike do? Peacock. You guys have to listen to the episode about the poop knife. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, so his podcast oh, is called On the Edge with Mike Peacock. And he has a whole hour and 30 minute long episode <laughs> talking about how white people, not his type of white people, but certain type of white people have a special fucking rusty ass tool handy right next to the fucking toilet paper in the plunger called a goddamn poop knife so when you dropping bombs over baghdad in your toilet and it's just too big you gotta cut that loaf in half that's a All lie right. no, no 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 that's Jake, a lie that's wait, not wait, real wait, no, it's real wait, it is wait, real go to jacob's bathroom and see if that's he has right. a poop knife. i have he's two he's got he's got half of a poop you're knife starting white people urban myths <laughs> no 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 i believe i believe that this might be plausible okay so when i was in college i worked at bevmo and uh <laughs> the whitest place on earth fucking you know bevmo's fucking oh, amazing my, my girlfriend just texted me it's called asmr that's what it's asmr okay but not bdsm that's still jacob's thing though Anyway, so I work hey, at Bevmo. Everybody has a thing. That's, hey, that's what I say. I don't judge. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> what that's I good. do in my bedroom is my business. That's right. Poor hamsters. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so work at Bevmo, and, and uh, we're doing some routine. Someone is doing some routine cleaning, and they go into the women's room and comes running out. And I don't remember who it was exactly, but one of the guys comes out and says, you, you got to take a look at this. You have got to take a look at this. <laughs> so I go, we go into the women's bathroom. And there is just this log sitting there, and it looked more like a loaf of bread. Like it had to have been, <laughs> oh, God. And I'm, I'm it had to have been at least four inches in diameter, at oh least. Like we were looking at, it like how the fuck There's does that happen? There's something really gross and it was about long, seeing another person's right? poop. Yes, and it was, but it like, had, I don't but mind we seeing my own we poop. Couldn't, we couldn't do <laughs> anything. I just stared at. We couldn't. We couldn't do anything. <laughs> I remember reading that. We couldn't do High anything. Five. We couldn't fucking. <laughs> There was no way it wouldn't flush. It wouldn't do anything, oh, and God. it was to the point where we were actually calling. Like I got on, I got on the intercom and said, "Can I please get all Bevmo employees that are not currently with the customer back to the break room?" And everyone fucking came, and except for the cash cashiers. And then after all of us were done, a couple of people went over and relieved the cashiers so they could come back and look too. There was one girl I worked with named Amanda, and I will never forget the look on her face. We didn't tell her shit. We just said go in there. <laughs> didn't tell her shit. We told her just to go in there. And I'm look I'm looking through the door and I look at it and I says, What? Look in the toilet. And so she kinda looks in and she looks at the toilet and all of a sudden she stops and gets all wide eyed. And like we had no fucking idea what to do. Like and then do you, we ended up what we ended up doing is we grabbed a knife uh-huh. that we used to cut cheese for the wine tastings. Oh. 
Take, we do the knife away. We clean Thank it and God. then do a knife away. But yeah, we we you know use a bump stab somebody with it later, right? <laughs> and so I do fully believe. I'm not gonna say that it's every fucking white person or like a, a certain subset. This. We're like like the regularity. <laughs> regular, you're going regular. Uh, the regularity, like being implied, but I do believe that it is a normal thing in some families. We were wondering what kind of anal trauma this woman went through. I don't get grossed out easily, but I could never look at somebody else's poop. I know that that's gross. Too. I would have killed you if you called me. Dude, at, at, at this, at at this point, it was a it you was a fucking carnival sideshow. It wasn't even but poop anymore. It was just ridiculous. Have, my so my mother in law, my husband, and I own a janitorial company, uh-huh. and I've had to clean sometimes. <laughs> and I think sometimes women are even nastier than. Oh yes. no, yes. trust us. We know. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I remember Amen, when we worked at Target. Sometimes, oh my god, you would have to clean the restroom. Code brown. Code brown. And uh, uh, code the brown. men's restroom, sometimes, like, they miss the toilet with pee or something. Or, like, it was very tame shit. Sometimes the toilet got clogged. That was your worst <laughs> case shit. scenario. Women's restrooms were, like, there's blood. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. like, weird shit. I don't know. The coolest thing I ever found in women's restroom, though, <laughs> oh, was God. I found a diamond ring. That I, I guess somebody had taken oh. it off and just left it there. And I cleaned the restroom. I and I was I remember like, that. And I... That's your payment, man. There you go. I, I don't know what happened to it. Let's just say it went missing. <laughs> it went missing. <laughs> At AT&T one time, our manager called somebody back there because uh, there was a restroom just for employees, but somebody let, like, an it's an elderly person, so you're going to let them go in. And she had an accident, and it was just poop uh, everywhere. What? Like on the and walls? Like on the walls. You're like totally missed the Let tournament. the record show you went like this. Yeah, like like That's the international sign for wall. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, yeah that was made like spoon. And the manager called somebody to go clean it. I'm like, sorry. Ooh, Ooh shit. What the heck was that? Jacob's wooden leg just fell off. Hold on <laughs> right. a second. Oh, goodness. All right. All right. So, we guys want to wrap up oh. music, and um, let's hit. Well, I will say this. The oh, reason why white people talking about shit. Yeah, the reason yeah. why white people probably have to have a poop knife is when you do ridiculous shit, like fucking put fucking raisins and macaroni and cheese and fucking potato salad, you probably got some big loaves like that. Fuck they don't you, know Karen. that seasoning exists. That's why they add all that That's weird right. shit in there. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> and not my cousin, Karen, Keith's mom, but <laughs> industry. Wait, industry. your cousin Karen's... Mm, what? No, Keith's mom's name is Karen. Oh, I thought you said my cousin, Karen, Keith's Most technically, mom. she's my cousin as well. My, that is no, the most I, white people wait. thing you've ever said. <laughs> Let's move on. Some I'm like, right that'd there. be my Tia. Did it come up in there? My cousin Tia. My mom's cut. <laughs> my mom's cousin, which is Karen, which is Keith's mom, and then her son. We, the, so the cousins had kids, and now the kids are like second cousins. Which I want to see the 23 and Me on this shit. Okay, fine. We've been Pay saying that about Jacob for a while, but anyways, <laughs> God damn on. it! When Do it! <laughs> Do it! All right. There goes the Italian hand again. So moving forward with 2018, let's talk about some sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, so some of our most downloaded episodes this year have been our mini-sodes where we just go on forever about sports. Yeah. And I know Alex is over there fucking crying. Alex, yeah. what, what happened to the magical white man? I'm going to cry. This season was so horrible. This last game let to the, the record fucking show. Bears, seriously. Let, let the record yeah, show. Who is your good. team? God, the Packers. I'm a cheesehead. And, and that is why we had to put her across the table from Art because if they sat next to each other, we were afraid they were going to stab each other. I had, to bench, I had to bench his quarterback on my fantasy just because I couldn't root for him that week. And they still fucking won. Yep. So we'll who keeps liking this on the Facebook Live? It looks like snow oh, is falling. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Anyway. Um, 
So sports. Yeah, so, so we started off the the, the fucking uh, NF or the sports season. I want to say with the Eagles winning the goddamn Super Bowl. Now, me Nick as Coles, a Cowboys fan, getting the MVP. <laughs> me as a Cowboys fan, that, that fucking hurt. That's a magical man. But yeah. fucking me as a fucking Patriot hater, loved every yeah. goddamn <laughs> second of it. I hate the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I, I think we fucking all hate, hate Tom Patriots. Brady. I, hate I the am Patriots. still no, 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 no. Y'all don't have a fucking. I, I hate the Patriots. We're the only the uh, AFC I, guy here. I hate. I still am salty as a motherfucker. All the Raiders out there will know. The 2001, the snow game. Fucking Charles Woodson had the fucking uh, uh, fumble recovery because Tom Brady recovered the ball or uh, fumbled the ball. Got off on some stupid fucking tuck rule that everyone said that was a fumble. Didn't get ruled, but after the fact, everyone said the next year, and to, to prove it, the next year, they changed the rule, and then the year after, they changed it right back. Basically, they're saying, like, ah, we fucked up. Ah, we're going back. We're not actually going to change shit. But, no, yeah, the, the snow game, fucking, that, that's one of those, you know, where when JFK got shot, when Bambi's mom got <laughs> shot, fucking, I know where I was, what I was doing, fucking, oh, my God, I, I, Mm, my my heartbeat went up a little bit right now. Like I'm not even playing. Like I fucking hate Tom Brady and the Patriots so much, and Bill Belichick. I was pretty happy for the Eagles getting one, and the fact that Nick Foles was the the guy that did it, like this yeah, backup quarterback, quarterback that was able to beat Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Oh, I just beautiful. hate Tom Brady. That's so gonna be a classic NFL film slash thirty for thirty somewhere yeah. down the line. So uh, we learned that Tom Brady is not a wide receiver, and <laughs> the Philly special yeah. is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. Nick Foles could be a receiver. Also, I think he commented back. Um, I follow Matt Damon or something on Facebook, and they were raising money him yeah. and Ben Affleck for some I can't remember what. And the prize was to go out with them and Tom Brady. And I messaged, I posted or commented that if we could, if I won, if we could do it without Tom Brady. <laughs> and Tom Brady commented, and he was like, "No." Like, <laughs> to you? Like, yeah, to me. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, Tom Brady." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Now it's personal. Fuck you, Mr. Giselle. Get out of here. <laughs> she and, is really beautiful. Oh, yes. She would get all of the love from me. <laughs> and by love. Oh, anyway. Right, coming so down, coming down, coming down. At halftime this year, we You're had on my leg. Uh, Vontae Davis. Y'all know who Vontae Davis was, right? <coughs> yeah. He was the yeah. player that fucking retired at halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the Bills. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cornerback. Like, that was like the most gangster goddamn fucking move. Probably the stupidest move, but also the, probably the most gangster move I fucking ever heard in my life. At first, I thought it was like, oh, okay, maybe he's hurt or something like that. He was like, no, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah, no, I, I remember reading that story, and I remember... Uh, what, he didn't just, is be, it, he didn't is just it, retire. Is it he, gangster, though? Cause oh, it's very gangster. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I don't think it's gangster. Uh, so he was a pretty established guy in the NFL. He's related to Vernon Davis. He's Vernon Davis' brother. Uh, there's a lot of guys fighting for that spot to get a... a, a uh, starting cornerback position in the NFL. Yeah. There's no way you go into – it was like the third game of the season or something like that when he retired. Yeah. There's no way you're like only three games in and you that's the first time you get that thought. So he must have already known, like, I'm probably going to retire if things aren't going well. The fact that he was – like, did all that, pretty sure some dudes got cut from that team just so they can make room for that guy. I thought it was a little bit of a bitch move, to be honest, because it's like – there's dudes out there like working their ass off trying to get a cornerback spot or get on the practice squad or whatever it may be. I don't know. I was just kind of like to do it at halftime. I, I would have 
Yeah, I that's why I say it's the stupidest move of all time, too. Fucking, I didn't mean a gangster in a good way, like fucking, like, wearing, like, fucking Jordans to a fucking, you know, fucking metal show or whatever. But I'm talking about, like, that's just, like, some dumb fucking gangster shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not giving a fuck. Yeah, and he, shit, it wasn't you know? even something that he just kind of refused to go out. And, like, no, the dude got cleaned up and left the stadium uh-huh. during halftime, which yeah. is insane. And he's doing, like, these, like, fantasy football commercials where he's, like, trying to be funny now about it and all this shit. And I'm like, man... No, man, I don't respect that shit. The part that I did love about that, though, is my supervisor is a huge Bills fan, and I was able to give him a bunch of shit about it. And he just kind of tosses the paper and says, I don't care. Nope, we're fucked. That's it. That's another season, just the, the way it is. <laughs> the very next week, though, the Bills played the Vikings and beat the Vikings. I thought that was pretty Which cool. was insane. But yeah. there you have it. All right, yeah, and then we still Some have... Some of these teams, though, I'm surprised that have been winning games. Like the Cowboys... <laughs> Oh yeah, I trust me. I'm a Cowboy fan, and I'm surprised as well. Like when people start saying the Cowboys have a chance to win the Super Bowl, I'm like, hold your horses. I've seen this story before. Okay, it, it's every season though. I mean, every year you hear, oh, the Cowboys are gonna make it. I, and I they will. Don't. Say, I will say this about the Cowboys though: they are actually winning games in December, and that's mm-hmm. that is uh, historically not always what has happened. You know, so that is true. Chargers too. Chargers are another one. They're goddamn. They're t- like the second best team in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, they're, they're tied with. Uh, the Chiefs, I think they one of their two losses was to the Chiefs, and that's the only reason why they're in the wild card spot and not in the L.A. has two of the best spot. teams in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be a motherfucker? Because where's the Super Bowl at this year? Atlanta. Wouldn't yeah. that be a motherfucker if the Super Bowl was the L.A. Rams versus the L.A. Chargers? Wouldn't that be some shit right there? You, you fucking... I'm an L.A. person. Those aren't my teams. As a Raider fan, I would be like, motherfucker. <laughs> but... At the same time, wouldn't that be the just Chargers so poetic? The Chargers are hated in L.A., though. They're so... Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. That's funny, because all I hear is, like, the Chargers have played 16 road games. All year. It's like, <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody goes to root yeah. for them. When you go to their stadium, it's like the opposing team mm-hmm. is yeah. the home field. Which sucks, because it's like the Chargers were actually in L.A. before the Rams, believe yeah. it or not. Like, that, the Chargers actually started off um, in Watts, I want to say. Because that's where they get their name from, the Chargers, the yeah, electrical like that. thing from Watts, California, and like that was the original football team for LA. But they were what? only there for a year. Yeah, a year. Yeah, they they kind of did a reverse Clippers, where the Clippers started in San Diego, mm-hmm. and then after like one or two years, ended up in LA. Mm-hmm. So, but wouldn't that be poetic as fuck? Like the team, the big, like the second biggest fucking market in America that didn't have a football team for years, all of a sudden gets two fucking football teams, and they go to the Super Bowl. I I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I I I might sob. I would just should have been us. Should have been the LA Raiders. <sighs> it should, you know what? As a matter of fact, though, it should have been. If the, any team should have went back to LA, it should have been the fucking Raiders. I don't know why they're going to Vegas. You yeah. said it before, where it's like the Vegas. No one really goes to Vegas to fucking watch sports. It, it's such a like. No. Oh, I'm a I mean, party. fights, but here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. When, once like I go to Vegas, yeah. it's yeah. almost going to be the same as the Chargers. Now that they don't have a huge fan base, the, the Raiders do have a huge fan base. But Vegas is like there's only so many people that actually live there. Yeah. And it's just like people it's are gonna tourists. be yeah, people tourists are gonna be like every single home game uh is just gonna be like almost fifty fifty with the opposing teams that are just people that are on vacation to gamble and then like go see the game that weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know why they did that move. Yeah, that one's stupid. Well, because they Oakland won't give them a stadium. Um if they moved to Santa Clara or if they move to L.A. with the Rams, uh, in both those cases, they would be tenants in the, the Niners or the Rams stadium. They wouldn't have ownership of the stadium. They would be paying rent. The whole plan with the Chargers, it would be a 50-50 cut of the stadium. Um, and then that one got – I don't remember exactly what the details were that were getting shut down. But they didn't want to be in a situation where 
they didn't own their stadium. They can't get a new stadium out of Oakland. Oakland, I don't know what the fuck Oakland's doing. Oakland's already losing the Warriors. They're already losing um, the Raiders. They're well on their way to losing the A's. Uh, so there's something going on over there. I know the taxpayers don't want to pay all the money that's necessary. Well, that's but, a, the big thing you know, for Oakland. That's why mo- teams are moving yeah. out of Oakland. Um, yeah. And then uh, and Vegas, Vegas is willing. You know, they got uh, a lot of money up front this, for the stadium. And no one in Vegas is really tripping on the taxes because the taxes are going to be on the hotels. Hotel mm-hmm. uh, room taxes are going to go up by like a Penny. quarter of a cent or some shit like that. Yeah. And then that that is what's going to go to fund the stadium. And so the residents of Las Vegas are like, yeah, fucking bring them on over if we're not paying for it. You know, yeah. fuck all the tourists. Yeah. So people are going to go there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was I think I, I might have brought it up before. There was a short lived hot theory that they were going to go to Fresno. And they were going to be. The, <laughs> I didn't they, hear that one. They were going to be. They were going to be the Central Valley Raiders. Oh God! Um, which would have been fucking amazing. I, those first couple of games in the Fresno Heat in black uniforms would have been shitty. But I would have put a dome on that. Thing, um, they don't for Fresno State. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was the whole idea was like the city of because the city of Fresno was I think like the seventh or eighth biggest city in the state of California, mm-hmm. but it's. Also, of like the top 20 cities in the state, it's the only one that's not at least an hour and a half or two hours away from a major sport team. So, you know, there's something seriously lacking there. So, like, all right, move the Raiders over there. But What's crazy about Fresno is it's just like it's, it's – yeah, it's a little bit bigger than Bakersfield. But okay, no, it's, ra- it's significantly bigger than Bakersfield. Really? How yeah. much? But how much more? Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, I, I'll have to look up the exact numbers. But yeah. But okay, but it's not that much more bigger than Bakersfield. But it's so crazy because like – because we I was just there a couple of weekends ago. And you look at it, it's not – that great of a city. Sorry for anyone that lives in Fresno, but their stadium is actually smaller than Rabobank Arena. But they still get like huge bands like Metallica and stuff. But I was thinking about, it, I was like, because the WWE was over there recently, and the people there are just so much more appreciative of shit. Like in Bakersfield, like you you put like let's say you put the Raiders here in Bakersfield. Yeah, that'd be that would go over well for like maybe like the first year or whatever. But people, I feel like they don't appreciate shit here in Bakersfield. In Fresno, they appreciate shit. They appreciate their Fresno Bulldogs. I had a co-worker who graduated from Fresno State, and I remember we were in training, and we went out, and I had to babysit him because, you know, I don't drink, and he almost got into a fight with somebody at the Padre, and he goes, we bulldogs, boy, started barking at him like his name was DMX, so I was like, wow, like, I would never be like, this is Roadrunners, motherfucker, like, I wouldn't, I've never in a million years. Well, I mean, the Roadrunners don't, yeah, the Roadrunners don't really have, like, Big tradition oh, in sports Baker's, besides uh, the, the base, road, basketball. Roadrunners road just got a hockey team. They just got a hockey team this year. This is their first year as a hockey team. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. going to go like, yo, we roadrunner wrestlers, boy. Let's face it. Football is the bread and butter of college given, sports. Given the history of uh, uh, hockey in Bakersfield, I think the, the CSUB hockey team could, could get pretty hot. Okay, and this town loves their condors. That's yeah. true. Anyways. I fought someone for condors. This Condor Town bitch. Teddy Bear Toss bitch. <laughs> Teddy Bear Toss. Uh, yay, yay. Teddy Bear Toss, motherfucker. Devil, get that dick out of my face, devil. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm referencing, then fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to basketball. Uh, we said uh, So Fresno is the So this is going to be like a really second. long episode. That's where we're going? That's where, yeah, we're, we're doing too. Yeah. Oh. So Fresno is the 32nd most populous city in the U.S. And Bakersfield is the 52nd. What's the population, though? Uh, 350,000 um, in, no, in Bakersfield. Okay. 350,000 in Bakersfield. And in Fresno, we are looking at, where's it at? Uh, 530,000. Oh. So there's, 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 over, there's about 170,000. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost, uh, almost 200,000 more people. 
No, it is a significantly larger city, dude. Catholic folks, I need y'all to get the fucking. No, no more. Fucking. And here's here's There's the thing about it. Does that include include Clovis? Because Clovis is like its neighbor no, city. No, no, yeah, it it does not include Clovis. And Clovis is Clovis is sizable compared to Bakersfield. Yeah, Clovis is pretty big yeah. too. That's yeah. crazy. Uh huh. Yeah. No, oh, well. Fresno Fresno is considered a major metropolitan area. I honestly would consider Bakersfield a big town. We're bigger than New Orleans, okay? <laughs> Fuck it. It does anyway. seem like a town sometimes. Yeah. When our freeway system can... I, I like Bakersfield. Bakersfield's all right. Yeah, I'll say this. I spent about four days yeah. out in L.A. like not too long ago, and I could not wait, get, wait to get back to Bakersfield. <laughs> Dude, I spent two hours in L.A. the other day, and I could not wait to get back to Bakersfield. Yeah, but you were stoned to mushrooms looking at lasers. <laughs> that was San Diego. Well's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> vagina. <laughs> all right, moving on to basketball. The NBA... The Warriors, of course, won yeah. the championship again. Yeah. Dynasty. Now, do you see them winning again this year? Uh, probably, yeah. There, you don't think there's anyone that can challenge them right now? I think the Raptors can challenge them. I think the Celtics can challenge them. I don't know about the Celtics. I agree on the Raptors. I think I think it's going to be Raptors versus versus uh, versus Warriors. Warriors and Warriors and seven. Oh, you think it goes seven? Oh, wow. Yes. The Raptors are looking hot, right? I think I hate Kawhi are... Leonard because he's kind of a bitch. Because <laughs> uh, he left your Spurs? He's kind of a bitch, man. Uh, but actually, I, the fact that he left doesn't really bother me. It's just kind of how he left mm-hmm. is the part that kind of bugs me. Um, blame his uncle. I do blame his uncle. And that's the kind of the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he goes to the Clippers. I'm pretty sure he's going to end up with the Clippers next year. I'm like 99% sure he's going to lead the, them to go do whatever he's going to go do with the Clippers. Do you think if he wins a champ, like let's say the fucking Raptors pull it off and they beat the Warriors or whatever, because we're not even The gonna... only way he stays is if they if he wins a championship. Okay, game. I was going to say that. Yeah, if he wins a championship, you think he fucks around and goes back to L.A.? Yeah. I, I You know what? I still think that there's even a chance that if... I think... Ooh, it's so slim. I think that if they win a, if they win a championship, it's... 50-50 that he stays. Mm-hmm. But he might do that whole thing. Like, Braun won a championship with Cleveland. He's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it's almost like 50-50. If they win. But if they don't win a championship, I think he's going to be in the Clippers uniform next year. Okay. You don't think he even fucks around with even the Lakers then? No. I don't think he wants to play with LeBron. I don't mm-hmm. think he wants to play with another big name like that. Okay. He wants to be the name. He wants to be the guy. Which is weird because he's such a quiet guy. Like, you would think he would be so selfless, you know, but... And then even coming in out of that system, that Greg Popovich system, where it's the team system, not a fucking individual system. So. Yeah, I, I don't think I think that I don't think that he's gonna. I don't think he, that's even a, a shot. I think it's either the Clippers or the Raptors next year. Okay. So another thing too about basketball, because eh, there's not much to really talk about. It's just the fucking Warriors show. Denver Nuggets are number one in the West. Denver Nuggets. I want to give them a lot of love. They're man. fucking like I don't know if they stay at number one, but good Christ, they're a surprise this year. And they've they've had a stranglehold. The funny of that thing is, they too. remind me of the 2014 Spurs, who won a championship that year. Okay. So I do. I, I if if there's going to be an Achilles heel to the to the um to the Warriors getting out of the West, it's going to be that no one's playing that yeah. level of basketball. Um. But can Just, they sustain it, you know, all the way up to April? Yeah, because they actually have, like, great players. Mm-hmm. Um, not big-name players, but that's how you – nobody moves faster than the basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, like, the that's the thing that, like, Spurs fans always say. Like, nobody moves faster than the basketball. So when, you, when we had Duncan, we knew we weren't going to be more athletic than the Warriors and the Heat than whatever it was going to be. 
So that was kind of thing, and that's what they're playing over there. They're playing like really fast European style basketball, and their chemistry is like next level. And the Warriors kind of lack that. If the the Warriors kind of lack the fact that they're not like united, there's like beef going on between Draymond Green and, and Kevin Durant. Kevin yeah. Durant. And I'm pretty sure either Kevin Durant ends up again probably with the Clippers or with um, Washington. I'm pretty sure he's gonna want to be the man again by himself. Mm-hmm. I think he goes back to his hometown and maybe goes to the Wizards. Um, I don't know. Do you think? I uh, do think that this is the last year that Golden State is going to be. This is the last year of the dynasty. Yeah, because I do think that um, Clay Thompson is probably going to end up with the Lakers next year. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Or two years from now, whenever he's a free agent. I think it's this summer. It's this summer. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to end up with the Lakers. I think he's tired of that drama. He's like the most chill out of that crew. I think he leaves them. Yeah, because I mean, he, I he's, already, he's already playing to, second fiddle to Steph this whole time. So I mean, yeah, he doesn't. He's like fourth. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like Draymond and, and Steph Curry there alone next year. Oh, you know who else is a free agent this upcoming summer? Fucking the alphabet, Giannis out of fucking uh, Milwaukee. He's not leaving. You don't think he's leaving? No, he's not leaving. You don't there, think man. so? He's a Greek freak. I, I like the alphabet. I like that nickname better. It, oh, okay. It's not used nearly as often, but you not think there's leaving. So many fucking letters in his last name. It arches like really on his jersey. What? How? It, like, you know how you know how play, most players Giannis have their names and it's just kind of the line. No, his has to actually arch with the curvature of the jersey because there's so many fucking letters in it. I'm not even gonna pre- try to pronounce it right now because I'm just gonna offend somebody. I will say this though. Art. I will say this though. One thing we didn't talk about on the podcast or since, but it came up after we finished recording is the whole Dwight Howard thing. That came up this year. I guess, um, did, did you ever hear about this, Alex? No, I it, have not watched or followed basketball in a couple of years. Oh, okay. It, it, it kind of came and went, though. Like, it kind of came and went. You know what? Like, at the time. And so did he. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I was like, man, that is that is wacky. And then at the same time I thought about it, I was like, or is that just us being immature about it? Because I was just kind of like, he's getting, like, grief about this when there's dudes in the NBA that are like, blatantly cheating on their wives and mm-hmm. like doing actually horrible things and he's only getting beef because of his sexual preference and mm-hmm. it's just like wait what happened i missed it all right so what happened basically was is i guess it came out that this lady uh who used to be a man um, oh i did still see this. Is, yeah. i would say still no no no, no, no. Man, i think but... i think she's i think she's pre-op i don't think she, oh. she technically is a man yet well she identifies as a yeah. woman no 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 other, other way around yeah sorry i think he identifies yeah, 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 yeah. as a woman yeah, I don't know. I don't know no more. I'm cleaning this wood right now, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Say what you want to be. I, I don't did, give a shit. I did see this. I just didn't know it was him. But apparently, um, the story goes that, okay, they have, like, a relationship or whatever, and Dwight Howard being the, you know, the gay playboy he is, I guess, apparently, undercover, uh, was cheating on her, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I oh. guess, like, she was, like, she was saying, like, if you don't, if you, you know, you don't own up to this or whatever, then, you know, I'm going to go public with, you know, your sexuality. Wait, I don't think they no. was. I don't think he was cheating on her. He I think he go- was cheating on his girl with her, with her. her. That's I how so I understood it, yeah. it. He had a yeah. girlfriend and was cheating on the girlfriend with. What I understood her. is that they had a mutual understanding that like they were not together, but he was going to like crazy parties. sexual parties yeah. Yeah. where like it was like a swingers party of like yeah. men and women and transgender people, and then he or she was um, <laughs> uh, like saying like. You need to go public with this, or I'm gonna go public with this. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I guess I don't think he had a significant other. There was I I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, I didn't, he didn't, Dwight Howard didn't have a girlfriend. I don't think he had a girlfriend. Yeah, and so but he was out for a while one time not too long ago with an anal injury. Yeah, he's no, he still, still is. He's still out. Yeah, he's out for the season with a butt that's injury. Right, that's right, that's he's right, out yeah. seven weeks. But <laughs> I guess not, he'll saying. be back for the playoffs. But anal, you know, I'm not sure. If we're going with hockey terms here, it's an undisclosed lower body injury. So I guess the the boyfriend slash girlfriend or whatever uh, said that he was getting death threat or she was getting death death threats from Dwight Howard's pastor that if you come out with this we are going to kill you Dwight Howard's pastor Jeez. a man of fucking God Not supposedly yeah quote unquote <laughs> was gonna kill him so huh. yep crazy and now Dwight Howard is out for the season with a butt injury there you go Eric there you go yeah. Yeah, but that reminds me. I was going to tell you guys a gay joke, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric with the fucking dad there joke. There you go. By the way, all of the, the he, she's, uh, the all the bumbling over, it's not that you know we're trying to be anything. We just don't know, like genuinely. No. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what you want, and I'll give it to you. Tell me what you yeah. want, what you really, so really someone correct want. Us. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. What you want? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to huh. 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 Really, 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 really sing a sick song. What, you be my what did the falling drum say? What did the falling drum say? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we also had the Red Sox oh. beating the shit out of my fucking Dodgers. Wait, I was in Sedona over the weekend, and I passed by this fantastic place I didn't get to go. It was a donut shop. It was called Sedonuts. Holy oh, shit. Good pun. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. It's I am trying to, to I'm trying to mask my pain of the Dodgers That's losing with, with humor. Go ahead, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on baseball because I only give a shit when it's World Series time. <laughs> and for the second year in a row, regular baseball is boring. Let's just establish a Cubs hat right now. It's hard to watch a regular season Cubs game. It's hard to re- watch a regular season any game. Baseball and sorry, baseball fans or whatever, but unless you're there live, uh-huh. it's it's re- it's really a chore to watch. Like I can listen to it while I'm doing yard work or fucking you know cleaning the house or whatever, but I don't really care like when it's like fucking like you know World Series playoff time or whatever. Then you know it's on. Even at that, you know, I think during the World Series. This house had never been any cleaner. You see how these fucking shelves? <laughs> you see how like half of them are sanded down right now? This is because of last year's fucking World Series. I was so fucking anxious. I started scrubbing the fucking yeah. polish, varnish off the fucking cabinets, and I was gonna redo my fucking kitchen because of the goddamn Dodgers. But it is a sport that's meant to be heard like 1930s fucking fucking radio. It's sh- not meant to be sat in a fucking lazy boy and watched. Like I will say I do love. Um, uh, I do I do watch it. And I do enjoy it at times. It definitely is best live. But um, I did actually download the At Bat app, mm-hmm. and I listened to the game. It has all the radio broadcasts for the games, English, Spanish, uh, from both the home and the away team and the hall that. And while you're doing something else and you just got the game going on in your ear, it was so much better when Vin Scully was announcing. But, oh, yes. But you got the game going on in your ear while you're doing whatever. That's that's really cool. That's a great way to fucking listen to baseball. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you, you kind of get brush up on, you know, the, the stats, the terminology, because you have to remember everything. You know, you don't have everything up on the display. So... You kind of have to relearn, and you, you get a lot of the nuances of the sport because you don't have all the little cheaters in front of you on the screen. You have to kind of remember and interpret what is being said. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, okay. that's true. Uh, Manny Machado right now, evidently he's in, going to in the Dodgers, Yankees. In Dodgers news, Yankees is probably the most uh, likely spot. Dodgers are the Bryce lowest Harper. spot. Um, and then Bryce Harper right now is the hottest free agent. He's uh, he's doing. Where does he actually, end up? Uh, Machado actually went to Philadelphia most you think recently. So? 
don't, um, I don't think he's going to the Dodgers. Bryce, I don't think he's coming to the West Coast. Bryce Harper is uh, uh, actually just – he's just wherever he goes, it's going to be a holding pattern until the Washington Nationals move back to their original hometown and Montreal. become the Montreal Expos, in which case uh, that Montreal owners will bring back all of the jilted Nationals players, and we will see uh, Bryce Harper in a, a Montreal jersey. And uh, Ariel Hawani, if you ever hear this, and I know you're not going to, that's for you, baby. <laughs> that's for you. I think we're going to okay. see him in a – Actually, I, socks, you know, I saw I saw a picture of uh, a Photoshop picture of Bryce Harper in, a, in a, an Expos jersey, and actually looked pretty good. I'll say that. But uh, I would love to see Bryce you Harper. Wear, uh, what's the the Simpsons baseball team? The the oh, isotope. uh, isotopes. Isotopes. So should Photoshop him in an isotopes. That, you know? that would be the Albuquerque Isotopes, who were a feeder oh, team for the Dodgers. Ooh. And so and I and their their logo was like uh, Adams going around in a circle. So that was I loved that. Okay. Very nice. Anyway, anyway. what else we got? Triple G versus Canelo Dos. That was fun. We saw that together. Yeah, we all saw that together. Yeah, well, that was amazing. Else. Oh, no, you were there. Remember? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was remember? in the background just watching you guys watch the fight. Yep. Oh, yeah. it's kind of creepy. Really creepy, yeah. Art, I was eating popcorn. Yeah. Just you were watching us. We were watching the fight. Yeah, in the uh, background. Uh, okay. So Art had the brilliant idea, because usually we come to my house, like we put it on the fucking 70-inch screen. Yeah, you're welcome. And we uh, may I or may not illegally, illegally download it. And so Art had the beautiful idea of going to this movie theater here in Bakersfield and watching it. Now, I was kind of skeptical of it, of that at first, but actually was like one of the best fucking investments Hell yeah, I think it felt ever. like we were there. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, and then like it was cool because like you had like real fans there or whatever. It wasn't like, you know, all these like, I, I can't stand it like when you like watch like UFC or whatever or a boxing match or whatever and you're having to, to explain shit to other people that are just there to fucking eat the guacamole and shit. Uh-huh. Like it's just like, why doesn't he just knock him out right now? I'm like, not only that, but there's like the drunk white dude that like fucking Chad that's just like rooting for like oh, whoever fuck, the yeah. white guy is. You know yeah. that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate annoying, terrible white couple. Chad and Karen. Fuck yeah. both of them, man. Yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Three percent. Oh shit! Irish. I just realized something. <laughs> I, never mind. I I just realized. <laughs> Shout out Elizabeth Jackman. I just made the connections in my head right now. It was not anyway. Uh, don't Ooh, worry about that. That is for the that is for the you guys know in real life? No, no. Her dad's name isn't Chad. No. <laughs> anyway, um, Chad Warren. Shout out, Shout think, out Chad think, Kroger from Nickelback. <laughs> I think Elizabeth and I had the best time of that moving along just as smoothly as possible. Elizabeth and I probably had the best time that fucking night because we uh, we had snuck sex. in we snuck in a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Art, that's always fine. Art and uh, your girlfriend had to give us a, a ride home because uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, uh, we 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 you killed. You guys got really drunk that night, and it, yeah, because we didn't just get like some little bitch ass fucking three hundred fifty mil. No, no, we got a we got a fucking uh, a fifth, and we we killed quite a bit of it during the uh, during the fights. So we were we were feeling pretty good. Fights are always funner when you're drunk. Exactly. Yeah, and I got cheesy popcorn. You did get cheesy popcorn. So good. I got Taco Bell afterwards. Did you really? Yeah. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got frozen yogurt yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. What else we got? <laughs> Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury came back to life. He is the motherfucking Undertaker. It is you know amazing. What? Boxing in general, came big back. year for yeah. boxing, man. Yeah. Which Good. is funny because HBO Showtime early in the year cut off uh, boxing. HBO officially had their last bo- uh, boxing broadcast two weeks ago. Um, and it was, which boxing has been such a huge part of HBO's identity. Um, and they got rid and, of it. And they, they, they got rid of it. And uh, But still somehow, you know, it's going to pick up on ESPN. They're trying to get um, the zone. Uh, uh, boxing on uh, CBS and NBC. What? Oh, yeah. CBS, yeah. no. CBS, no. Stay the Only fuck away. Only on Fox. No, no, no. C- yes. CBS has um, yes. uh, uh, 
uh, PBC Pro Boxing Championship. They've already had it for a couple of years, and it, it hasn't been a huge hit. And it's, it's been a boring it's, boxing. It's been a pretty solid rating for them. Boxing or anything, any sports that's on CBS, whether it be basketball or football, is automatically the most boring sports broadcast of all time. <laughs> yeah, the broadcasts are always CBS. Terrible. Who's the guy that does the the sports calls for the Raiders and the Lakers, like Sporadita or something like that? I forgot his name. What? Huh? There's some guy who does play by plays for for the Raiders and the Lakers. Raiders and Lakers. Yeah. He does it for both teams. I don't know. It's going to drive me nuts. All I know is that on CBS, the, the only the only team that I Offense. love is the, uh, the the bird and the beard. I know. You bring them up all the time. Iron Eagle I'll and I'll say Dan this. Pouts. Tony Romo does it? Sure. Tony Romo needs to call his fucking yeah, Super Bowl, Tony man. Romo, Tony Romo's awesome. Yes. I will say that. I've been saying that for as years. As an announcer, not as a player. As an announcer. Yeah. Is, I posted that on Facebook this year. And a cowboy fan was like, "Fuck you, man!" And I was like, "What does that mean? I don't get what the hell that no, means." No, I don't understand. It. I remember uh, his first game. <laughs> the, I don't remember what the game was, but it, it is the one example I keep coming back to. Fucking at halftime, or after halftime, uh, the start of the third quarter, uh, whoever was doing the play-by-play asked Tony Romo, the color commentator, "You know, what do you think about this? What's got to get changed?" And Tony Romo goes so into detail that he actually brings up the point that you know what. That if you are the opposing team, you want the ball to begin the second half, no matter what's going on, because this is the quietest drive you're going to get all afternoon long. Mm-hmm. Fans are still in line to get their sodas and their food. There are still fans in the bathroom. There's just not as many fans in the seats to be loud to try to distract you. This, and that's the kind of fucking like breakdown that I fucking I want. Do you remember in the 90s? And I brought that up on Facebook, and I got the same reaction. Fuck you, man. That shit was terrible. What the fuck? Do you remember in the 90s? um, I do. There was that show, (laughs) like, Magician's Tricks Revealed. Yes. That's how I feel like Tony Romo is every fucking game. He's just giving out all the secrets, like, all those, like, tricks of the trade type of things that quarterbacks have or whatever. It's like shit I would have never even thought of, and he's just bringing it up during all of the broadcast. It's pretty genius, man. It was to the point that I, I even picked up a little bit on it. Uh, I remember I was at a buddy's place and we were watching the Raider game. I don't remember what Derek Carr called, but it was like, um, I want to say it was like, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. And uh, my buddy looks at me and says, what? You know, I, I never know what the fuck any of these you know audibles mean. And like, oh, the, the, the offense line is going to shift right. And sure enough, fucking snapped the ball. Everyone shifted right. That was it. And it was like. Yep, that was Tony Romo. Thank you, sir. I learned that. From, I don't think he was even now. He wasn't even uh, doing the color commentary for that game. He's, and I still, I still applied that. Wow. It was Ruby or Rachel. I feel like or he something finally like found his calling with Ruby yes. Ridge. Yes. Ruby Ridge. You know what? I think the first season would have Dak, Dak Prescott like balled the fuck out. I think that's the reason why he was balling the fuck out is because he had Tony Romo in his ear like oh. telling oh, him these sure. things. Speaking of oh, for sure. Dak and balling, <laughs> that guy's balding. Yeah, really fast. <laughs> Like, he's giving LeBron a run for his money with the Rogaine commercial. Somebody needs to help that boy out. He's yeah. only, like, 25. What the hell is going on there? People just have bad genetics. Yeah, yep. bad genes. Speaking of Every bad genetics. Every time they show him on TV, I'm like, ah, oh, that HD. He's not helping <laughs> you, brother. Speaking of bad genetics, have you heard Patrick Mahomes' voice? Oh, holy shit. Like, don't, we can't even, I'm not even going to try. Just just stop this, go to YouTube, find a Patrick Mahomes He just impression. got sponsored by Heinz okay. Ketchup. I, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, which is amazing. Um... I guess the um, wow. I guess the guy that does the best Patrick Mahomes impression is um, Andy Reid. Yeah, I heard about and that. And Andy Reid has done his. He will actually put Patrick Mahomes. His head coach will put him in his place by doing a shitty impression of him in the locker room in front of everybody else. <laughs> 
And I'm like, Andy Reid, I don't like you, but I love you right now. That is the one thing. That's pretty funny. Oh, man. Anyway, Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Deontay Wilder. Wilder. (laughs) See, now this is what boxing needs. They need, I mean, for years they had freaking, um, what's his name? Uh, The fucking dude Connor fought. Oh, God, I can't think right now. Floyd Mayweather? Mayweather. Mayweather. For a while, for a while they had Pacquiao <laughs> and Mayweather. <laughs> fuck it. That, you know what? I hate him so much. I want to just get him rid of, get out of my life. We had those little the little flyweights or whatever going at it. And it's the same you know premise with the UFC. We're like, yeah, we like watching it. But at the same time, we like the he- In America, we like the heavyweights. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And this is what boxing needed. We needed two fucking just huge fucking just bomb throwers just fucking going yeah, at it. Before, before Deontay Wilder, uh, the heavyweight championship from any of the organizations was not held by Americans for, no. I want to say, at least, at least 10 years, 10 to 15 years before. Uh, yeah, Klitschko had a uh, stranglehold on, I think, all but one of them for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I want to say he didn't have the IBC belt, but I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, and, and so because of that, I think because it was uh, Russian and British boxers that had the heavyweight titles, mm-hmm. you know, even all the other titles that were being held in the U.S., um, we just lost interest, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're, because, yeah, like you said, we want our Tysons, we want our Marcianos, we want our Lees, we want, Holyfield. you know, exactly, the guys that are just going to do our fucking, like, I think even some guys would take someone like a Lennox Lewis, who, you know, he's British, but, you know, maybe he kind of sort of pass on, you know what I mean? Fucking he looks like Suge Knight, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, like, when you see this shit, like Deontay Wilder, like, you see these guys with, like, these amazing stories. Like, that's what I miss, too, is, like, those amazing stories. This is why we, I dig WWE, because you get into the storyline. Story yeah, yeah. yeah, you dig the storyline as well. I've never been able to watch WWE. This is you why you can get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> my girlfriend my girlfriend has become a fan. She's become a, she's become a pretty, to the point where... Excuse me. When we're out in public, just kind of when things come up, she'll randomly start doing poses. Like if something awesome comes up, she'll like bend over and start like swinging her arms and stand back up and put her arms out and go glorious. Right um, now, Alex is looking at you like I don't know what the I fuck that means. She, she tries. But I'm picturing it. She tries to do a really good Randy Orton. She's getting better at it. She's actually really good at it. You know what I mean? Only Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, but Randy I will Orton say has this one though: of the prettiest power slams ever. Like yeah, Randy Orton in the in the in the roads. Anyway, but I will say this though: Deontay Wilder, he had like an amazing story. He's only been boxing, I think it was, for like six or seven years or whatever. And the only reason why he started boxing is because he had a child with special needs. And he's like, you know what? Coming from Alabama, this was the only opportunity I had. You know, there was nothing else. Nobody was going to give me a good paying job to help take care of my child. So the only thing I was good at was fighting. He goes, I, I was good at that. And he goes, you can make some pretty good money at it. And he goes, I was making damn good money at it because he was just knocking fools out. And now he has like the weirdest style, mm-hmm. but it's so great for like you know american watchers because he's just out there for blood like he's out there just swinging for the fences trying to knock you out he's mark mcguire like mark mcguire <laughs> was like on the hgh he's just knocking people out and tyson fury on the other hand when we we're talking earlier about people with um you know mental disabilities or whatever yeah, he has a he, long history long history download the joe rogan episode with uh, uh tyson fury it is amazing to hear he gets he was on top of the world and somehow was just depressed gains so much weight that he becomes 400 pounds you know just starts doing all the drugs drinking all the alcohol um just cheating on his wife just being just the, the just the, just in the pit of misery but he's the heavyweight champion of the world mm-hmm. it for and he goes it didn't make any sense you know just to hear him talk to is hilarious it's like almost like a like a british conor mcgregor he goes it didn't make any sense i had everything in the palm of my hand and i just was unhappy and then you know for, for whatever reason you know he you know 
he gets motivated again he has a child that he's like you know what i need to make this right for my child so they're both coming from basically the same direction mm -hmm. and it's just like hey we're fighting for a good cause it's not just yeah. because i hate you you hate me you talk shit about my religion or something like that it's like no no no. we're doing this for our family yeah and i think like that's something that an american audience can get behind and it was a beautiful fight i didn't get to watch it live i had to go back and watch it and i'll no, say this i watched it good christ it, it was probably the best heavyweight fight of all time that I've ever seen. And I've been watching boxing since I was like three years old. It was it, it was an amazing fight. And like I said, Tyson Fury came back from the fucking dead. He got up at a nine count from almost like and motionless. And won the round. On, and won the round. On the ground. Um, and yeah, it was... It was something. Have you... Uh, there's a, an Instagram account, uh, MMA Nerds, and they've been doing... They, they Like two or three weeks before that fight happened, they were... They created this... Uh, the guy created this weird, kind of became popular meme about guys that don't understand the fight game, mm -hmm. that you know, uh, ignorant people that are just want, want the. It's the just bleed dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The just bleed UFC meme guy. Um, it was why the fuck would he tap out? Just stand up. You know what I mean? And then that morphed into why the fuck are you gonna be knocked out? Just wake up. You know, and so the, and so that's and so that's what the joke. You know what? You know that, and so it, just all these things like that dude's a bitch. He just wake up. Yes, now nah, I wouldn't get caught in that. I would just stand up. You know what I mean? Not not without really understanding what's going on and the, why these people just can't stand up and just can't. Mm -hmm. You know whatnot. Um, well, Tyson Fury just woke up. That's what the like fuck the he did. And fucking then, Undertaker. And then, and then, like, everyone was going on to the MMA nerd uh, Instagram, like, you were fucking right. He just woke up. He, <laughs> and, then, and then some people would say, uh, he just stood up. Like, no, 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 no. He used the just get just wake up technique. That's the technique that he used. Mm -hmm. okay, but that's, exa that's exactly what it was. You know what I mean? It was weird because everybody, Marl Ronaldo, he was calling the fight. And Marl Ronaldo is probably, like, the best, like, play-by-play -play person. He does WWE. He does boxing. He does MMA. He does it all. And he, he just, there's excitement in his voice. He's like, oh, Deontay Wilder did it. He knocked him out. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, shit, this motherfucker just rose like the fucking Undertaker. And he gets even more excited. He's like, oh, my God, mama Mia, he's walking <laughs> up from the den. <coughs> it was like those old school, like, Jim yeah. Ross, like, fucking memes. It's just like, oh, my God, he's got a family, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an amazing fight to see. And then for it to end in a draw, like, some people were like, oh, no, he won it. He won it. And it was just like, no, that was the proper decision an actual draw because yeah. you go back and you watch it and you're just like well yeah you know tyson fury may may, may have outpointed deontay wilder but deontay wilder had a couple of rounds where he was just fucking mauling him and didn't he would come back you know what i'm saying so it was that was the proper decision in the, i don't the proper, know about that i don't know if i agree oh, with no, that. no no i totally agree with it and then you get a part two and boxing needs this because we were I saying think, it after the canelo fight honestly, that's we were saying a, that's after the canelo he, fight fucking gg won the first fight and it's it's Adelaide Bird was paid off. Adelaide Bird was we'll see. was fucking suspended by the Nevada Athletic State Commission after she fucking scored for GGG and Canelo the first one. But see, I agree with that. That 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 was a bullshit draw. But this one, I think, was a legit draw. And boxing needed it because after you know this uh, Canelo Triple G fight, the, the part two or whatever. Everybody was saying it. Like even boxing analysts is like, there's nothing really to look forward to after this. Now you've got two fucking new superstars yeah. that you look forward to uh, watching again in the movie theater. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I, but doesn't it hurt a little bit the fact that there's a this is what they needed, so this is what we're gonna give them a 
even though like one guy was more deserving of winning. But I, I don't think, say I that. Think there's a cloud over it over the fact that well, what's going to happen with the judging? It's spotty as a motherfucker. That's why I feel that's like that's going to hurt it, more I than anything else. Long run, it hurts people more than trust. You, you can't really trust the officiating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because you know it's just well, we needed to sell a second fight, so and, no matter what. And if someone, if a fighter gets fucked, if a fighter gets fucked and loses a fight that he won, and you know you get an Adelaide Bird or something like that, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, this isn't something that you, that you're going back and you're practicing and like that dude's got to take punches to get back that dude has to take brain damage he's not swinging a ball a stick at a ball like he has to get roughed up when he's getting fucked over thank god that these guys are making a shit ton of money but that's not the case for everybody you know speaking I mean? a shit ton of money uh, tyson fury donated all yeah, of his money it, awesome. all of his purse to fucking fight mental health yep or to help to fight health. mental health <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> shit december 2nd mgm grand i'm fighting mental health <laughs> Um, I want to go back real quick. Did you guys see? Because um, I was thinking to myself when I saw that the first time, mm-hmm. I would love to see the old school HBO um, Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant. I love Larry Merchant so much. He was the greatest color commentator of all time. Um, if you don't know who Larry Merchant is, go back YouTube him and listen to. I heard I've heard him before. The ref is telling the fighters, "Are oh, you guys stop that?" And Larry Merchant from nowhere near the ring just goes, "No, you stop it, Bob." Fucking <laughs> all of the announcers talk about how like you know he wants to get inside because that's his power. I don't understand why this fighter's standing on the outside. Inside's where he's coming, and they're going on it over and over and over again. And then Larry Mitchell comes in and says, "Well, maybe he just has more power on the inside." Like, no, that is the exact opposite thing of what everyone else has been saying for the past thirty forty five seconds, which is a long fucking time. And it's just you could tell that it sounds like he's getting drunker as the night progresses, like <laughs> round by round. It's amazing. But uh, <laughs> did you see Jim Lampley's sign off for the the last HBO? Oh, um, it was sad as fuck. Oh, it was. I think, I think it was perfect. I think it was perfect because he was the voice. He was he was the voice. He was very classy. He was dignified. He was tr- he did a good job of holding back tears and and not breaking down. It was hard. You could it tell was there. It was, it was there hard. Though. But you know he he did he did he did a decent job. He really named out the people, you know his his uh, fellow commentators, past and present. Um, and they did this great uh, uh, highlight reel, basically going over the past fifty years or whatever of HBO boxing, and uh, I think it was just a perfect send off for for the product. You know what I mean? And and Jim Lampley, I think, was a perfect guy to do it, and he he did it spectacularly. Even if you don't watch that last um, last night of HBO boxing, just go back and watch that uh, uh, that sign call, that sign off, and I, I think it it was done it was done uh, it was done perfectly. It was, it was beautiful. It was very classy. All right, so. To wrap up the combat sports uh, portion of it, MMA. I think this year, one of my favorite years of MMA. Okay. Yeah, I will say that. I mean, back in the day, like when you had like your Forrest Griffins and, you know, that that was like one of the, probably my, my favorite time frame. It's your uh, favorite era? Favorite era or whatever. But I think that this recently, I mean, I mean, it was, it was a great year for the UFC, Bellator, fucking 1FC. Like you just had so many great yeah. things happen or whatever. So, I mean, it's hard for me to pinpoint just one or two things. I mean, you had DC become the second person to win, you know, two championships at the same time yeah. um, at the same uh, weight class. You had the Conor Khabib. It's, it's bull, bullshit as it was, <laughs> yeah. like on everything. It, it, it's fucking entertainment. It, you made know what I'm for, it made for a story, yeah. Yeah, it made yeah. for a story. It's something that you're going to see in a 30 for 30. I that, mean, you, that was, uh, those are the, like, the events that um, people have been saying that uh, UFC is out WWE the WWE yeah. you know what I mean like, even with Brock Lesnar yeah. coming in and shoving DC at the end yeah. of that one fight you know and then John Jones he's he's back at the end of the yep. year fighting Gustafson you know the one guy that's given him you know the most problems yeah that was that Gustafson is the only person to have ever really challenged John Jones 
and uh, I'm looking forward to that because that is one of the greatest fights in, mm-hmm. in it, it is the greatest fight in light heavyweight history it might be the best fight in MMA history the two of them going at it it was re- I remember watching that Possibly. fight it was ridiculous Possibly, ridiculous yeah. and I think that was the only time John Jones you can say was 100% clean as well mm, yeah maybe maybe yeah, yeah and that might be have something to do with that's why Augustine even had a shot at that yeah. time and then not only that you had uh, the return of GSP Yep. Taking the belt. You even had um, the person you took the belt from, Michael Bisping, you know, winning after all these years, you know, beating Luke Rockhold, you know, yep. for the championship. Just so many great storylines. Rose Namajunas uh, beating fucking Joanna Janjancic. Which I love every time you, uh, people talk to Joanna about Rose. Of all the people, Joanna Janjancic going, uh, you know, she do fake interviews. So how do you think Joanna is going to do against Rose <laughs> 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 I'm like, really, Janjancic, you're going to be the one to say this shit? Okay, anyway. Yeah, I'm just like, their names are so fucking ridiculous. Like, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Like, I, fucking, I have to fucking stutter every time I say it. Fucking Rose Nama Nunez. Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Joanna Yanjaychik. Fucking, fucking um, Kevin Lee. Oh my God. I know, God damn it. <laughs> I have to learn all these names, man. <laughs> fucking, uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz. The, yeah. the, the fucking girl. The other Polish. The other yeah, the Polish, Polish girl. girl mm-hmm. Who looks like fucking Little Red Riding Hood before she fights, you know? She oh, goes, man. She's scary, man. That scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. It's like a Japanese anime character or something like Honestly, that. Honestly, before before she uh, still. before Rose, uh, I think she gave Joanna the, the the hardest challenge she had had up to I that was point. Cheering you know? for her so hard, so hard. But that was a couple of years. That was what last year, two years ago, whatever. I the think two years, so, two years so ago. Now it was it's the first time I ever saw her. So let's not talk about it. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, fucking Valentina. Shit. Speaking of hard names, Shevchenko, Val- Shevchenko beating fucking Joanna and Jacek. To win, you know, the strawweight title. So, or is it the strawweight title? Uh, I don't know. There's so many goddamn titles. I don't. Know. I can't keep track of it. No, it's the uh, flyweight title. Flyweight title. There you go. And then you have fucking Ben Askren being traded for Demetrius Johnson. Johnson, which is ridiculous. That's uh, that whole that that pre- uh, precedent like just opens up a whole new can of worms oh, for yeah. for uh, contracts and the way that organizations deal with their their fighters. I didn't even. I thought it was. I thought it, not to quote Donald Trump here, but I thought it was fake news as fuck because I've never heard of this before. It was like when the Clippers well, it's never happened before. And it was like when I think the Clippers traded for Doc Rivers, like a head coach. Like yeah. I, I didn't think this was possible. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be like if I went to work this morning. The Raiders did that. Yep, they traded John Gruden to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a first round pick, and what happened? That first round pick ended up being the number thirty two because the Buccaneers beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's some shit. <sighs> that was the year after the snow game. Ah, I'm sorry, Eric. Must be tough to be They're a Raider. bad with traits. Yeah, tough. I'm tried and true. Very, very, very tried. Did you know that they the... Uh, my hate list, but then I married a freaking Raider fan. So. <laughs> Did you know that the Raiders traded Khalil Mack to the Bears because they thought... The other team that they were thinking about trading to was the 49ers, but they thought the 49ers were going to have a higher draft pick. Yeah, but they also had, a, a, at the time, uh, Garoppolo could walk. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was supposed to be the savior for the 49ers, right? And they had a running back. Yep. I think we can all agree, fuck Kittle. the 49ers at this fuck table. Fuck the 49ers. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the 49ers, yeah. Fuck the 49ers? Yeah. You get to see the Bears I, beat on the 49ers in this game. I week, need huh? them to lose the next game and then win the last game. Okay. <laughs> That's what I need out of the 49ers. For fantasy purposes or yeah, for Bears? Uh, the uh, next two games that they play are against the Bears and the Rams. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the tiebreaker on the Rams, so. I'll say this, dude. You fucking said that if I got last place in our fantasy football, 
I would have to win a. Or I'd have to wear a Donald Trump hat, fucking make America great again, and make that my profile pic for my Facebook. And guess who I beat last week? <laughs> so well, that didn't happen. Places. How many people are in the? I was There's twelve of us. There's twelve of us. And who's on last in last place? I don't. I wasn't. Not me. Not me. No. No one at the table. No one at the table. That's no, all we uh, care about. I know who did it, and he's mm-hmm. he owned up to it, and I was like, okay. Like literally the morning I woke up to it. And I was like, all right, man. See, yeah, you, all this but shit went down. But it is from my group, from my work. I found like, out about that shit, the whole Make Trump, uh, make America Great Again cap <laughs> thing. I found out about it like halfway through the season on this fucking podcast. I'm like, I, I never agree to this shit. I was like, well, too fucking bad. Oh, and by the way, your girlfriend sends me a picture of you wearing a Make America Great Again Oh, yeah, I was very drunk that night. My buddy John <laughs> is a huge you get, Where did you get no, excuses, no, I was at an ugly sweater, I was at at an ugly sweater party, and the guy that owns, uh, owns the house was wearing a make, make Christmas Great Again sweater Drink with a swamp. bunch of fucking uh, Trump faces on it and like oh. lights and jingle bells and all Did stuff. He win the and he was, work? I don't know who, I was, so drunk. I was so drunk, I don't know who the fuck won, but <laughs> at some point, I don't know what the fuck happened, but yeah, I, that, that hat ended up on my head and uh, the picture was sent directly to Jacob. I'll Supposedly, allegedly, allegedly, I'm sitting next to you right now. Allegedly, <laughs> it's so dirty. I told, <laughs> I allegedly, I told Elizabeth. Fucking send this to Jacob just to get under his skin. I don't know if that's true or not. It might be. I wouldn't put it past me. I will do a lot of shady things if it's for ah! a joke. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, let I let the done. record show. Jacob just leaped across the table. In which case it worked. <laughs> yep. But anyway, yeah, that's how that happened. All right. So, so you guys, what else you, you got on there? Right? I don't know. Do you guys want to just keep on recording until the second episode? Or you want uh, to cut off right should here? we just say like... Not dead yet. Apparel. Oh yeah, let's do a quick. Yeah. Jackman. Well, tell your mom and your boo boo too. You know what? I got an idea. Let's make this, or let's make somewhere cut. I don't know because I don't know where it'll go naturally. And then, like at the end, we'll do two of those, and then you can just edit those into oh, the back. Too much editing, though. Well, yeah, because because editing. we're already at like two hours. So okay, the first we'll just give me two hours. Okay, I saw. I thought <laughs> we were like always oh, making like, like a really long episode. Minutes to yeah. fix the mic. So all right, Game of Thrones. We'll still like a minute. We'll still like an hour. Watching that shit. So, but it was still like an hour, 40 minutes of podcast. All right, now let's get this. into it. Game of Thrones, season one, episode one. The king looks you at You first Cersei. get a shot of the sun rising. Now, to me, what that signifies is the beginning. The beginning of the day. The beginning, the beginning of, of the story. The beginning of one. life itself. Well, shit, but and the up. series. With every beginning, there is an end. Was there a sunset? We have to wait till the very last oh episode. Oh my god! Because the the other thing I have to think about this is this is this is the dance of fire and ice or whatever. Yes, <laughs> or whatever. Yes, no. It Somewhere is. Keith is like grinding his teeth. It is. It is. A, it, dance of fire and technically Game of Thrones is just a title of one of the books. And this is where we're silent for three minutes to let Jacob edit us out. No, this wait, is going to be. How many books were there? Did you read the books? I haven't read the books. Oh, I my think there's seven did. books. Yes, there's seven. I think seven. Or no, there's like six Five. with the seventh one oh, being okay. written or something like that. Yeah, I think I Keith was upset because yeah. the last book's not out yet and yeah. the show's going to come out for the book. Yeah. Yes. So Keith Although, so do they keep it close? Like, um, evidently, we tried to. I don't know. We oh. tried to. We got to ask Keith. <laughs> evidently, George R. Martin uh, has told uh the, the people at the creators like what the ha- what's gonna happen like the basic like the the skeleton of the story. Oh, okay. so, they know how it's supposed to end basically, yeah. but then they have to fill in a lot of blanks okay. because the show has eclipsed his writing. Yeah, because oh, he's busy writing like fucking West West Arrow's cookbooks and yeah, fucking yeah. shit like that and building up knights that don't even have anything to do with it. He's like an elaborate motherfucker. Right? I remember him saying one time that he because because Stephen King. Uh, 
not Joe Hill. Uh, what's his name? Joe Hill. Hill. Joe Hill. Joe Hill is uh, actually Stephen King's Jonah son. Hill. Um, no, but Stephen King has a, has a pen name, so he writes into two different names because he writes so many fucking books that he, he you know, his publishers already told him he can't do them all under Stephen King, otherwise it'll kind of dilute the the market. George R. Martin was like, George R. Martin was like, I don't understand how fucking Stephen King does it. Like, I don't understand how he writes so much all the time. I just realized that I'm doing like this shit right here. Stephen King writes a lot, and George R. Martin doesn't get it. Okay. I gotta pee. Hold on a second. All right. Or no, don't hold on. Keep going. Enjoy the show or whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, make sure you check out our Facebook. Uh, it's at Art and Jacob Do America. God damn, I haven't done this in a while since Eric yeah. took over this responsibility. But anyways, you can reach me at Robots vs Robots. Jacob is Art and Jacob Do America at Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Eric is um, Eric B. Castillo at just Google him. <laughs> Do you He's on Instagram? Tube Pornhub. Um, <laughs> Alex, tell them where they can find you at. Lozano five one nine or the, the distraction Instagram. Yeah. Either or. And you guys also have an Insta or a, a Twitter as well. Is that correct? Yeah. I I'm still trying to get figure out Twitter because when it like years ago I had a Twitter account and then I canceled it because I never used it. Mm-hmm. I, I follow too many fucking people. Do I you follow me on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I think I like one of your like nights. Do we argue on there? I argue with so many people. No. <laughs> he he's a fucking asshole on on social media. So this guy is an asshole on social media. <laughs> I just know that once I get under someone's skin, oh, you just went down the wrong road. This guy will just go out there looking for the fight. I just let the fight come to me. But that's fun though. Like I do the same thing. Yeah. And it's fun to be an asshole. I like oh, assholes. Oh, telling me. Preaching to the choir, honey. <laughs> You're anyway, telling me. <laughs> anyway, join the Facebook group. We have beautiful discussions. It don't involve arguments unless it's about football because we all have opposing football teams. But if you want to get into the fucking show and you can be on the show, look at Alex. She was our number one fan. She got a fucking sticker. Got she a got a tattoo. After two years. Yes. Oh, yeah, I have a tattoo uh-huh. on my ass. Uh, oh, shit. Just kidding. No. I'm but sorry. But I can. But... Hey, do it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you don't do it. Would you... no, I got a list of tattoos I just still need to get. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just make sure that you're, you're going to be able to live with them. And I'm pointing out all my horrible this is tattoos. Revelation 316. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. So with that said, everybody, have a merry Christmas. Be responsible. And tell your mama and your boo-boo too. Goddammit. Tell your mama and your boo-boo too. Yes. Word up. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. Hey you! Yeah you! Have you gotten all the people in your lives gifts for the holiday season? The holidays, they're right around the corner. If you need to get that special someone, something to let them know what you really think about them, what you need to get them is the official Art and Jacob Do America soundtrack! Do 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 It's got all the, the smash hits from Art and Jacob, all about Art and Jacob. We got, like this one. It is Art and Jacob do America featuring the doctor. He be Castillo and his name is really Art and he plays a crucial part in this holy trinity. Art and Jacob. Yeah, that one was a smash hit. And what about this one? Alta Jacob, hop do America. Alta Jacob, hop do 
America. Featuring Dr. E.B. Costillo, Alton Jacob. Yeah, you're a fan of that one, right? Oh man, but what about, what about this one? Alton Jacob do America, featuring Dr. E.B. Costillo. Stacy, can't you see? This is the podcast for me. I know I might be wrong, but listen to it, R. Jacob, with Stacy's mom. Are there any other ones? Well, I mean, of course, there's so many more than like like this one. Oh, baby, you you got what I need, but you say you do not like. Hot then Jacob do America, bring you. You got what I need, but you say you do not like. Hot then Jacob do America, bring you. You got what I need, but you say you do not like. Hot and Jacob do America. Oh man, that one, that's a crazy situation right there. Cause I mean, like, can you be with somebody if they don't like Hot and Jacob do America? I do not know. I mean, what other, what other smash hits are on this album? Oh, we got this one. Welcome to Hot and Jacob do America. Wow, 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 wow. What a great podcast. What a great podcast. Good times always last. Do, do. It features a doctor, he be Costello. Wow, 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 wow. What a nice surprise. What a nice surprise. Watch their Facebook live. Do, do, do. Ah, oh, man, dude, there's, there's so many more. So make sure you go and get your Art and Jacob Do America official soundtrack today. And show all the people you love how you really feel about them. Right now. Do it. Alright. They did it. Good. Good job, people.